0: I don't think you have insights. I think it just goes in and out. You didn't. You didn't hear the fan on in the bathroom. And he did. People leave. He no. He shits and leaves
1: it on. Yeah, but he usually leaves the door cocked a little bit. No, when it's when it's unoccupied. I <laughs> it.
2: Typically, Whoa! Typically, you, you should. Was not. it?
1: Was it? Did you do an up and down, or was it just a glance and then a
0: glance away? Oh, no, it was like seeing your grandmother naked. <laughs> you just, just you had to tote it real fast. <laughs> did he have
1: his shirt pulled up too? <laughs> above the tents. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to pull it up a little bit when you're going so it doesn't hit the, yeah, so the toilet. Jimmy, it
0: was, <laughs> was it like. <laughs> it was above, he looked like the guy. Did he who, unzip? Is, was it zip He looked like the guy who said he Perfect. killed John Binay Ramsey. <laughs>
3: Welcome to the NEPA Scene Podcast. This is episode 46. We're coming to you from the Stood at 258 Studios in Scranton. I'm Rich Howells. I'm the founder and editor of NEPA Scene. I'm Mark. My whole life is different now.
4: I'm Lauren Carollico from Lavelle Strategy Group.
5: <laughs> I'm Joe Van Wee, just a pirate at <laughs> sea. Go. No. <laughs>
0: That's Lee Schaefer, who's wanted to be on for a year. And then... I, I just, we got Jimmy back!
4: <gasps> Yay!
1: Because I wanted to see all you guys again Yay. and Joe.
4: Yeah,
2: thank
5: thanks, Jimmy.
3: Yeah, the moment we said Joe was on, they're like, "We're there." <laughs> Jimmy Reynolds coming off the uh, great success of the latest push release.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you. Yes.
3: That was that was classy. <laughs>
0: 2015. How hard was it to do that song that you you consider a horrible song?
1: <laughs> it was challenging because there's so much dead space in that song, and it's so repetitive. So we hit, we got to go through it and try to make up different parts to go underneath all of the empty spaces. It was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> it was just challenging and fun. I it came out a lot better than I expected. Is it amazing? It took about a, three nights to to do the music. Isn't for it, it amazing that a Beatle wrote that?
2: I, yeah, that's, I really think Sir Paul like ran out of ideas and just let his wife deal with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, honey, you got this one. But there, there's a USA Today <laughs> article as we were looking up the lyrics. And uh, that popped up. It was published last year, I think, and it's it is pretty hilarious. They rip apart John Lennon's um, uh, Christmas. Well, War Is Over. Yeah, that that's but that's a good one. It's a so I didn't agree with that half of the article, but the other half was hilarious. Where he ripped Paul apart. Really? He's, like periodically throughout the article, he just kept saying, "And let me remind you, he did write yesterday." <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's on the site, man?
3: Well, uh first let, we'll we'll talk about our uh, sponsor once again, uh, Beer Boys. Um uh, celebrating sixteen years in business. Uh they have uh sixteen beers on tap from Founders Brewing Company on Sunday, January twenty fourth. Uh that starts at two PM. Uh that's including uh Founders Kentucky Breakfast Stout, which is uh not easy to find on tap around here. Uh rated one of the best beers in America in twenty fourteen. Um Please, uh, please check them out. Uh, there's plenty of details about the event uh, on the site right now. Uh, there's also banner ads and stuff like that, so you'll you'll see plenty of that coming up. And in the next few weeks, we're going to review all those beers, and you're going to see those on the site uh, every single day leading up to uh, the event. Um,
4: Founders they do the uh, the original recipes of from colonial era, don't they? Yeah, they do that. That's, that's yards, isn't it? Washington. That's just yards. Into the, the microphone. The porter and the
1: that's yards, right?
4: No, is it? I thought Yards did the it, it Yards? Is it?
0: Oh my they God.
1: They do the Thomas Jefferson, they do a Ben Franklin. Right? They, is that what you're they talking They do about? the
4: presidential ones, yeah. Okay.
0: Not the founding fathers, just the presidential Founders.
4: ones. That's Thomas Jefferson and Ben Franklin. Okay, we're getting confused with... What yes, else is two different stage? breweries.
3: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Welcome back, Jim. <laughs> we have uh, movie reviews of uh, Joy and the Hateful Eight on the site right now. How uh, was Joy. Uh, according to Joe, not so good. How was Hateful Eight? Uh, very good. So I guess, uh, it depends okay. on what kind of movie you're interested in seeing, but, uh, I might possibly watch Hateful Eight on the plane tomorrow. So. I, I'm definitely going to see, uh, Hateful Eight sometime this week. So I'm All excited right. for that. Um, blue singers, uh, Alex, uh, Alexis P. Suter and, uh, Ed Randazzo are going to be uh, performing, uh, for free at WVIA in Pittston on January 11th. Uh, so you can call ahead and get your tickets there.
0: He's got a great voice.
3: Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alexis is really awesome too. They've performed together a couple of times. So th- I, I think they're, they're a good, good match together. So can if you only for, speak for things, I know really soulful <laughs> blues stuff. This is, this is, uh, uh, going to be a great show. Um, There's a local electronic artist uh, from Archbold uh, named the uh, the Gary Goblins, and he has a new album coming out this Sunday. Uh, So there's details about that on the site, and we're also going to premiere uh, one of his songs. His name uh, is Gary Goblins. Gary Goblins. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, he, he's, if if you're into, uh, a lot of old school industrial kind of music, uh, the stuff, you know, around the, when, when Ninish Nails wa- was still good, you know, like when he still hated himself and wanted to die, you right. know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So if you're into, the, into that kind of thing, uh, definitely check out the Gary Goblins. He puts out some really cool stuff. Uh, this is like his 18th album, by the way. Like <laughs> the guy is absolutely prolific when it comes to putting stuff out. And it's going to be available for free online. So, uh, you can download it and judge for yourself. Um, <laughs> the uh, The NEPA gaming challenge uh, last week was hysterical. I just wanted to mention that because uh, they um, they played Super Smash Brothers, which only one of the guys is is any good at. And uh, so Jamie, of course, lost, and he had to eat. Um, have you ever done one of those those wing challenges with the really hot wings? No. Are you a wing fan it's at all? Doesn't
4: sound very nice.
3: No, no, it's not. He is. Well. A- anyone who loses the, uh, the gaming challenge has to do some really terrible things so uh, really? la- last week uh, the-, the week before uh, the-, the other guy ha- uh, Jim had to get uh, shot with paintballs so he wanted his revenge and this week he got it uh, when Jamie had to eat 12 of the uh, wings made with ghost peppers at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings oh, not- now mind you <laughs> I, from what I've heard Buffalo Wild Wings sucks like no one I've 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 gone well, to. There goes enjo- there goes them as a sponsor. Enjoys it at all? <laughs> oh, I don't care. They. S- <laughs> They just. Uh, I'm
4: not particularly fond of wings w- in general. When
3: when there's, I mean, there's like a million pizza places and wing places around here, and you're gonna go to the corporate one, you know. But this one in particular, they wanted to go to because it it had the they have the ghost pepper wings. Did Buffalo Wild Wings actually allow them to film in there. Oh yeah, yeah, they let them do it. You know, if funny you say that too, because they weren't the problem. We tried to put the the video up on Thursday. Uh, YouTube kept taking it down because they said there's music, there's copyrighted music. Mm-hmm. It was the music playing in the background. While really? They, yeah, and you could like barely hear it, but they, they they were really like pissy about it. So we had to like send them a big long explanation and wait for them to get back to us and put it back up and everything. It was so That's annoying. A legitimate thing, so at least though. you know that people work at YouTube.
6: Hmm. I yeah, know there's a way around
1: don't. it. I could ch- tell you about later. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but it's still technically illegal. You can't you can't record and right, but because Buffalo yeah, Wild Wings right. is playing. Uh, a, a license fee to be able to play the it would bypass their
1: computer telling
3: you that you couldn't
4: oh so my somebody God. What a, a human happened? would have to
1: listen
3: <laughs> well that's that's all I wanted to get into because I, I, I'm sure this is going to be a long and interesting discussion about uh, new media and all that kind of stuff so so what's uh, tonight about Lauren
4: I was about to set the timer for ourselves
3: <laughs> you caught her at the worst I'm moment so, I'm very sorry <laughs> she was unprepared
4: we, yeah now I'm starting the timer okay Tonight, we are talking about digital media landscape and the implications of a certain event uh, in the future of our entire Regional respective or? industries. Both, really. This is indicative of a lot of things that are going on nationally, I think.
3: Okay. Would you like to start the discussion? No, not really. Well, I don't know how to. Well, I think this this whole thing started uh, uh, with what we talked about last week uh, with the, uh, the Weekender incident. But I think that we decided that we wanted to talk
0: about something about how it's, as Lawrence said, indicative of, of things that have
3: changed. Sure. Well, I, I think, I think that, uh, you know, the one thing that good that could come out of that, uh, uh, really stupid and awful incident is the fact that, uh, it's kind of brought up the discussion of, you know, what is appropriate and what's not appropriate. Uh, you know, where do journalists, journalistic ethics come in, in, uh, you know, now 2016, you know, like where, um, what should and shouldn't be printed, and 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 uh, you know where when when the editor has to step in, and you know when creativity can take over, and things like that. And
4: it's an interesting question because uh, the medium is the message. Marshall McLuhan always said the medium is the message. And if you're talking about a publication that isn't necessarily uh, considered to be hard-hitting news, it's not news. It's new, it's entertainment news. Sure. Is that really journalism? At what point does it become tabloid? And what kind of journalistic ethics are we expecting from something that's towing the line in between? But then that falls into every other kind of medium that we have. We already know as a society not to trust anything we read on the internet. Um, Jimmy doesn't. Well... I well, just sent you a link about UFOs. If it pops up at three
1: or more sites, then it's legit. <laughs> so,
4: so the question is: Is how can we trust any any news that we have? And then, as an up and coming <clears throat> journalist who might be in school right now, what what are the questions you should be asking yourselves in terms of your ethics? And where do you go when you actually enter uh, your your field when you enter the career? What do you, what can we expect to deliver to you as a Audience,
5: I always found it gross to add the word "ethics" with media, because um, <laughs> it, it's, it's nonsensical. It's almost a paradox in the sense of what is media. It's a, it's a modern phenomenon. So even digital media, in the aspect of history, all media is new. It's only hundred yeah. years old at a systematic level. To I, be
4: fair, since the written word was was invented and the medium was books, absolutely, it was held to a standard where only an elite few were even given the the the, all media is the elite. access to it. it's
5: usually the messaging of the elite mm. if, if, if it's a real legitimate source of media at a systematic level like and that's why i'm saying the birth of systematic media was only 100 years old world war one was really the inception of how to control thoughts the whole idea of media to me is always just a grab for power and if you're going to be ethical about it you would have to not have a front page headline you would have to have a front page defining your owners Hmm. And their interest, because they're only serving the interest of what owns that media. New York Times, uh, Civitas Media owns Times Leader. What is their interest? Um, and th- their, their news will be slanted towards their interest. Always and inevitably, that is the inception of modern media. The first being the British Ministry of Information was the first media, modern media, to persuade elites to get into a war, America. Um, that's how I always saw media in, 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 in respect to advertising. It's usually media is a modern inception of protecting people's interests against democracy. Oh, that's what media is usually serving. Um, uh,
4: <laughs> to, well to have media means to mediate. you're taking a ball of information, forming it into yeah. some sort of purpose and then delivering it to a specific audience. And that is the that's the diagram that we're looking at.
5: That's the school version, but we know in reality most media is to serve an interest and, and I, there is no objective news that I'm I'm aware of like if you listed the most trusted publications in media um, in the United States that 2014 was the most trusted forms of communication were The economist. BBC? Why? Because they're they're not on our soil, and we're we're not sure what they're serving. New York Times uh, is a legitimate media for someone who's a liberal, but what's legitimate for conservatives? So there's not like a, a headquarters for objective media. There's
4: no such thing as no. an objective media. No. They're, and the audience that is going to watch it is going to gravitate towards whatever is not going to aggravate their confirmation bias. Absolutely. It's it's impossible to say that I'm, like, I'm a conservative, I'm going to watch liberal media. It wouldn't work. I wouldn't accept the information the same way as if I was slanting already towards that, that, that inclination. A confirmation bias is simply, you don't seek out thoughts that don't align with your own. You your brain just discounts them immediately
5: lenses it's, they're called in, in psychology right. you you'd have to pass a lens so it doesn't matter if it's a fact facts usually never win elections they won't win an advertising campaign you have media has to live off of the irrational behavior of people and that's' it's, it's bizarre because it's the opposite of what <laughs> economics would be. You're, you're relying on consumers to be make rational, informed decisions to keep an economy going. Right.
4: But to be a master of media, you know how crazy people are and you feed off of those uh, irrationalities.
5: And boom goes
0: the dynamite.
4: And that makes success in media. <laughs>
0: so, and, so in terms of, you know, and <clears throat> I know this is a this is a probably a national, if not a global issue. Um, using the regional, it was I always found it interesting when you compared like the 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 spending of the U S government and broke it down to a household just to simplify it. So using what happened regionally there, I mean, is that, is that systemic of, of a greater, and I'm, and I'm talking about the, the weekend or article.
4: I don't think, I I don't think that these article writers usually get called out to such a degree.
5: No, you see this. I mean, is this just a unique, we're in the swamp. We're talking about the swamp of media. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, this is influence the hearts and minds of people who are making policies or buying uh, you know, hedge funds. We're talking about people who are serving the needs of strip clubs. Uh, places to get you know uh, an, a legal guest version of a hand job. Uh, this, is, this is the cash flow of the weekender. So the man did a great job if you need. To train, He's writing to the audience that needs to buy these services. So nothing's really out of line. Um, it's just that legitimate people paid attention to what the weekender was doing. Oh, this is gross. Um, just,
4: just, just to point out, I don't think that there is a legal version of a hand job in the state of Pennsylvania.
5: Sure, there is. Uh, d- have you ever dated? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I, none of my girlfriends were committing crimes against me. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Only oh, like a of massage. Excuse me, what you're doing is illegal. <laughs> I just wanted to buy you dinner. I didn't know you were a criminal. <laughs> <I didn't... laughs> I, Dessert would have been fine. <laughs> I, I didn't know what you wanted to assault me with a handjob.
2: Assaulted.
5: Handjobs are beautiful, they're legal. You can't pay for them.
4: I misspoke. I meant you cannot pay are you, legally. Are you trying okay.
3: to say that okay. those mm-hmm. massage parlors aren't really massage parlors? Is that really what I you're saying? I can't
5: breathe. Uh, i Lee. I don't know. Well, for for
0: Wait, those, what episode number is this? Forty six. <laughs> this is the hardest we've laughed in forty six episodes. <laughs> oh. That one moment. <laughs> There, right, there, there's
3: a few people that probably uh, maybe still don't know about this whole <laughs> thing or, or aren't aware of what we're referencing. So uh, essentially, long story short, uh, a longtime columnist for The Weekender, Justin Adam Brown, who uh, basically w- was writing kind of uh, crazy frat boy stories and things like that. And, <laughs> you know, uh, he, he basically wrote a story that went over the line that went too far for people around here. Where he insulted veterans by essentially saying that he went out and pretended to be a veteran to get free drinks. And that he thought that was okay because he sees women do it all the time at the bar, uh, flaunting themselves and everything else to get free drinks. So why can't he stoop to these uh, levels or whatever? And so then uh, people around here freaked out, said, you know, this guy's got to go. Uh, so the weekender did let him go. But he was already let go. Yeah, he, he was already leaving anyway. I mean, he only had a couple more columns to go before he was done. Um, the editor admitted that she should have caught it, that she should have you know, exercised some sort of... Uh, Editorial judgment and uh, canned it before it hit print. It did not. Um, so then that kind of started this whole discussion, which eventually led into uh, he was on uh, Corbett the other day. Well, actually, uh, Steve, he Steve was Corbett on, on radio. It he was, was
0: actually on WBRE uh, like two days earlier. Yes, claiming that this incident happened. Yes, and then he went on Corbett and claimed that the incident never happened. Right, and, and then he he embellished the idea of a guy that he said was. He said he was forty five and fought in Vietnam. Right, that's what he said. The guy was, but it doesn't make sense. <clears throat> well, that's when he's like, well, then we knew he was a liar. So we'll just take advantage of an asshole, basically. <sighs> right. Um. But like, the thing that struck me is, is like, you know, going to integrity. It's, it's we we're aware of. Sorry, mom and dad. Sure. But there was the also, column. but uh, yes. <laughs> sorry, mom if and, you want to call it. That. Sorry, mom and dad. I was birthed. Um. He was also the one writing those fake news stories where it was like the Scranton school director was getting oral sex.
3: Well, I I think that's one thing that people didn't um uh, didn't that really talk insult. about Sorry, mom and dad. Yeah, they, was... they didn't talk about the, this but I think that's what led up to this is it wasn't just the fact that he insulted veterans whether or not the incident happened or not is irrelevant. Uh, I think what it was is that that this is a year and a half of poor editorial decision making that led up to this moment that made this okay that this was just another week in the editor's eyes more or less that this is okay to do because they were they were putting out fake news they were putting out really salacious crazy stories I mean the Weekenders always tried to be an alternative I mean yeah. that was kind of the point of it uh, but this was this was like uh, this got to the point where it was trashy in in. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Jeff Walker's words uh, who, when he was talking about it on uh, KRZ. The yeah, other he day. was the
0: one going like, and if I'm upset about this, something's wrong. Right, right. You um, know. So, so when you when you mentioned that editorially, you know, there's you know the editor of that publication has to answer to the editor of something else, who has to edit answer to another editor, who has sure. to answer to a CEO. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's the chain of command, but more or less at, yes. at at the soul of it, editorially, whose fault is it? Well,
3: I think, and, and, you could, and, and is, does every, is everyone to blame? I think, I think it does go up the line, uh, because you nah, have, up the line. <laughs> 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 yes. To use a, a local, a local term. Cl- yeah. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> colloquial saying. term. Colloquialism. Yeah. <laughs> um, First, I think it starts with uh, the editor of the publication itself, um, but it also, uh, you know, she was hired by the editor of the Times Leader. So the Times Leader is also partially responsible because, you know, at any point... That editor who is supposed to oversee all the publications and kind of have a say in the direction of all of them could have come in at any point and go, "Whoa, you know, what are you guys doing? Like, wh- what is with this fake news stuff?" Which uh, was very improperly labeled. Uh, so a lot of people actually thought it was real news. Yeah, it was like the fine print of an insurance contract. Uh, you know, Justin argued on on uh, the radio that uh, "Sorry, Mom and Dad" has always been satirical so therefore he didn't have to label it as satirical that people should know by now but you also you know as an editor i have to say well every time someone picks up or, or your publication or sees it online could be the first time Absolutely. so you should properly label those things you can't just say oh well everyone knows it's satire so it's just okay for me to do that because I used to edit the guy a couple years ago and at no point did he ever say to me oh by the way this is satire or by the way I make up most of these stories you can kind of assume by reading them that most of them are made up but at no point did he actually say oh yeah I was totally making stuff up I think at that point he was just backtracking from all the uh, the, the guff that he was taking I
4: mean reading, reading that and some of the fake articles. It feel it, it's got a tone and sort of an atmosphere of okay. I feel like I'm reading The Onion, and if I'm into yeah, that, but The
3: Onion's funny. For, it, yeah, the The Onion actually understands what satire is. You <laughs> I, know, there's I'm, a point to the end of it,
2: and you expect it from The
4: Onion. You would yes, expect it, right? Exactly. But he has the right to write in this way to bring up certain points. See
0: now, now he made an argument for freedom of speech.
4: There is, there is that. I don't argument. think there is. I think that there is.
0: Do you do you think? It's not freedom of speech. It, it has to be the corporation hires somebody to do something. I, I think, and you can't have free will just to go out and do whatever you want. just doesn't hired. have
5: anything to do with freedom of speech. Yeah, Absolutely. it's freedom of speech. Yeah. Um, is it a bad paper? Or and I, I, I bow to uh, Rich's experience. I'm not a I have no experience in professional journalism. Uh, what Rich said, I think, is the most relevant thing. It's management. Uh, it was a problem with editing or, uh, of the sense, but to, to be credible myself, uh, when I talk about the weekender, I had a past relationship with them, um, that soured. So, you know, I'll, I'll do anything to bes- you know, besiege my enemies and attack them. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that aside, um, my comments have to just be faced with that. Like if that's going to be ethical media, we're doing a podcast. I have interest, um, so, you know, in my opinions, always, you know, they're slanted to serve me. I, well, you you got called
0: upon that recently, didn't you?
5: Yeah, it's, it's going to court. Um, it was a dispute with uh, what our trade agreement was. We would provide videos, which I enjoyed doing, um, for local bands. And uh, I think the Weekender had a great time at being a local asset, especially for music. Um, the cash flow has always had to be the same. You have to get small businesses, some, you know that are exciting businesses, uh, to, <laughs> to buy advertising. Uh, and I don't see anything wrong with that. There has something has to service that. I, I don't judge any of those industries, uh, by any means. Um, uh, I'm all for that, but, uh, I think the days where their, their, their mission and their objective, they were long gone of serving a local art scene, especially since Wilkesbury publishing doesn't own, uh, the weekender or times leader anymore. It's a, it's a out of state concern. Uh, that's much larger, um, and is looking to dump this, this, these publications anyway. So wh- how much time and investment are they even making into managing these? This is a result of their attention to this investment, The Weekender. Uh, sorry, Mom and Dad. Uh, the, 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 this untasteful, gross article of some dipshit that writes every week some fantastical story. Who cares? Um, but now that it's stolen valor, I mean, that's a hashtag. That's buzzy. Um, it's a villain we could all hate. Uh, some goofball that dresses like a, a you know a goof and, and makes a goof <laughs> out of himself and writes well let's get him um, yeah it was stupid really stupid freedom of speech no uh, these are the problems you endure you do you endure tons of bad taste to have free speech I'd rather do that than someone tell us like a state sponsored news uh, editing or something of that effect but you know the great thing about media and Laura would know this like uh, fascist states don't need media. Uh, they don't have to be creative. they could use force. You'll only see media problems in democracies or free countries because that's the only way to control people uh, without using force and that's why all our media is usually compromised. It's to fight for your thoughts and it's not to give you facts or objective information. it's to give you an ideology um, or a desire. Um, you know Russia didn't have to do that. They could just come and you know lay waste to your town. <laughs> we have tvs trying to do that every night and internet and advertising to make sure you're not out of control you're buying the right stuff um and you don't you know ruffle the elite's feathers that's that's the purpose of our media in our country is to make sure you don't understand democracy
0: <laughs> all right on that note goodbye
5: oh uh, yeah well <laughs> I drank a lot of coffee before I came here. You guys, somebody interrupt me. I I talk madness. No. <laughs> I can't. Say, no, when you talk, I can't
3: <clears throat> see. I, I don't know if it. His argument about free speech, uh, Justin's argument. I I don't know if it really fits here, just because. Um, Essentially, uh, I I think anyway he has to represent the paper, right? Exactly, and, and if you're putting together a publication, I think you're all kind of agreeing to you know as as Joe said a, a mission statement of some sort. You know, like how is this furthering that, so to speak? Uh, you know, I I, w- I was there for a little bit, and uh, in the time that I was there. Uh, it was going through all kinds of corporate changes and things like that which made the job incredibly tough and uh, complicated things quite a bit uh, but it's you know at some point you know we, we you had to sit down and say you know how does this stuff fit in here how does it you know how, how do we have uh, if we have this alternative weekly mission to you know support the arts but also be a little bit different and report things differently and stuff how does the content fit that so uh, you know sorry mom and dad was a problem that I essentially Inherited uh, that had uh, another editor had you know uh, started the column or uh, you know agreed to have it in there, and it just kind of chugged along. And when I was there, it kind of run out of a lot of the the, the usual uh, you know go for the throat kind of steam that it had. You know, it, it, it was it was more or less um, a bit toned down, more interviews, uh, more media stuff, things like that, uh, talking to people on you know MTV shows and, and and that sort of thing. So I didn't see it as as any sort of you know bad thing and a lot of times the uh uh if if he made a joke that i thought was was just completely out of left field like a lot of times he would just make some sort of like oh these these people are more retarded than you know and then make some sort of joke about something like autism or something like that it's like there's really yeah there's no there's no purpose for that like it doesn't fit the rest of the story at all there has no you know so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna take that out you know, and just let the, the the rest of the story go. Now, obviously, at no point did he say, "Oh, the stories are made up or fake or anything like that." So, um, but I also didn't have, you know, I the, I kind of lost a lot of the editorial control um, that I had in that time, and maybe that's happening now too, where uh, things are kind of going over someone else's head now, and they have a say or or uh, they make things complicated. So I don't, you know, to be fair to. You know, who's there now? Uh, I don't know what they're going through in terms of, you know, who's above them and who's saying what and, and what has to stay and what has to go and stuff like that. Because I, I felt like, you know, as, as many times as I was assured, oh, nothing's changed, everything's fine. Uh, that was definitely not the case. You know, there were plenty of uh, chaotic things going on behind the scenes. Entire departments being laid off, and financial issues, and all kinds of things. So it really it did I mean, have an that, effect on the editorial. At some, but point. that's
0: when that's when the corporate machine came in.
3: Right. right? Exactly. Exactly. So, so I mean,
0: experience from the inside out. Right. And then you
5: experience it from the outside yeah i experienced it as like a so as as having a
0: business relationship yeah i mean did you notice a
5: difference when Uh, absolutely immediately immediate um i i enjoyed working with the weekender for a its organization uh and you know not to blow smoke up rich's ass but guys like that were working there they cared about music uh what was his name uh not leto Uh, leto yeah he was a pleasant guy he (laughs) cared about what he was doing um, and then when the weekender was attacked, it was like the weak ender. It was people that were had competing art interests. That was their war. Someone wanted them to cover different <laughs> art, and they were covering this art. That was a real. That was a legitimate enemy. It was an enemy that fit their mission statement. Now they have enemies. It's the world. Oh, you're going to pick on veterans and scam them out of uh, cocktails. And then the, to, to to position it as if it's a gender fight, like he was fighting for the rights of women all over the nation to get free drinks, nothing about birth control or like uh, any any kind of you know reasonable way to fight. Um, it's 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 silly. First off, it's not even sinister. It's silly. The guy's got no brain. He's, that the real problem is why is there an audience for that? It's a, forget Adam Brown or whatever this idiot's name is. <laughs> I don't know him, but why? Why does he even have an audience or a venue to write this horseshit? Um, not that forget freedom of speech; it's not even the question. Why is our taste turned so much?
4: But we how? Have- How how expected is this sort of article today?
5: It's not even the expectation of the audience they're serving a large area. It's why did he even get there? You have you have power. You're serving multiple counties. You have a chance to write an article that's being served. This is what's being picked. Is there so much saturation of bad stuff out there? This guy slips into the system.
4: There used to be there. There used to be (laughs) there still is a system of gatekeepers to keep information at certain certain levels it wouldn't have gotten that far if there wasn't an audience for that message regardless of what his intent was if it was satire or not he had the right to say it well, that, he had the right to frame yeah. it
3: i think that's and- why it was in there in the first place for as long as it was is because you know this went through you know the, this column went through several editors uh, right. myself included so you know it it, it was um it 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 had an audience for that particular kind of of talk, but it was also such a minimal part of the overall paper. I mean, it was it was you know literally two or three columns out of you know thousands and thousands of, of sure. you know columns you worth of content. The, the angle that it got a lot of attention for the
1: Weekender. Because this has been going on for a while. Because I heard about these articles about a year ago. Yes. And I had, again, because I had to fact check it, but there was one article in particular that was picked up by another, or it was like a couple different websites you could find it on, not just The Weekender. Because at one point it disappeared from The Weekender, but I still found it. On a couple different websites, it was I, fake. It was fake, but it, it got me to go to the Weekender, and it got me talking about the Weekender. And I was like, "How could this happen?" That you hadn't and look in at a us long right time. now. We're covering the Weekender. Yeah, I Corbett covered the Weekender. It was on ninety-eight point five KRZ. They're getting all of this free advertisement. It reached, do you think Fox that was News. part of it, though? Right. Do you think that's part of the marketing? And, yeah, uh, and honestly, and, and, I do. And this and this, this um, writer that wrote it could be the fall man, but now they can wash. Their Just hands to take of an, of an opposing
5: it, it, thought. <laughs> I would love to not give them credit for that because that would take a, a, a measure of sophistication, thought, <laughs> uh, right, planning, but- media savvy. I don't think uh, you know the brass at Civitas even pays attention to it. Besides the accounting, um, I think this is accidental. This guy is just such a disgusting person. He got attention. I don't think it was contrived. I think he was lost. That's how irrelevant the Weekender is. That the management didn't restrain this guy because who the hell? It's like David Letterman. Nobody's watching anyway. They'll say whatever I want at that point. <laughs> he used to always have that gag line. It yeah. doesn't matter. Nobody's watching. And I, I think that's what
3: happened. I don't think it was this particular incident. I, I think other things were kind of let go. I think that the whole direction of the paper was to get attention, you know, the, mm-hmm. the fake news and things right. like that. Those were obvious, like, OK, we need someone to pay attention to this thing. Hey, well, over here, the, look what we're doing. That's the point of that publication, because, of that. because the
1: more people paying attention to it, the more they can advertise because their advertising is effective. People are seeing it.
3: Right. But you go down that rabbit hole when you, when you start to publish that kind of stuff, then the whole thing thing degrades the whole see, thing that, falls see, apart no, and then it
4: gets to that they still level have an au- they have a very specific audience yeah
3: but they're nincompoops
2: they, and that, that doesn't, that doesn't matter but regardless they still have an yeah, audience plus.
4: to Re- read whatever fodder they want to read i used to subscribe to the weekly world news when i was in the 12th grade i loved that publication it was full of bs
1: <laughs> but at <laughs> yep, this point but, right now they could probably charge more for advertising than they did a couple weeks ago because they know there are more people picking up the the that's not of the measurable or... yet
5: who knows right who, but who it, it could be possible there's, right? there's spots i mean we're talking right. about stolen valor it's not like a, a but you the know, people will pick it up to look some off-color joke it's um it's a legitimate position that people get so fierce about emotional um i don't know i i, I can't see how that's helpful i mean unless you're going to advertise uh you know Oh, well, you
3: know, I, no publici- I, I, oh, I said this to no, a, no a young journalist the other day. He had asked me, you know, uh, about the whole incident and everything. And, and, you know, he's still in college and he's still learning and things like that. And he had you know said what, what do you, what do you think this is and I said well this is this is instant gratification in terms of traffic because they did leave it up for a long time they eventually pulled it down after how many people called them out and said hey you know like you're, you're just getting free you know web traffic from this this article that you know is 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 clearly offensive uh you know take it down so they finally did but they they waited a little bit until it you know it, it, it started to wane and then you know then eventually they they issued their apologies to keep the whole thing going and to keep the traffic going and everything else. So, I mean, that much of it is... But that
0: momentum eventually
3: dissipates. Well, that's the thing is, in the long run, I think it hurts them. You know, like you said, I I I think it's uh, for a while uh, that stuff works. But you look at a lot of these gossip columnists. You look at a lot of the gossip TV shows, things like that. Those people burn out really quick. You know, they're around for a little while and they're movers and shakers. And then all of a sudden, you've never heard of them again. And then they're they're kind of relegated to late night television and guest spots on you know uh, bad shows that nobody watches. And things like that, and yeah, I mean, (laughs) you you see it all the time. You know, uh, these um, these people who run these websites, same thing. You know, uh, there's you know the big sites like BuzzFeed and stuff like that. Right now, that does really well. Is that a sustainable model? In internet time, not so much. You know, a lot of those websites eventually burn out. You know, I remember the days when things like Dig were very big. No one even hear. No one knows about Dig anymore. No one cares. You know things like that. There, there. These big sites eventually burn themselves out because of those kinds of tactics, where they're willing to go for the lowest common denominator. But those people also have a very short attention span. So you're trying to get these people for a little while, and eventually it's like, oh, look over here, is shiny, and then they're gone. They're on to the next thing, and there's no loyalty there you're not building anything up and you're not pushing anything in the long run you know like i right. I think if you're gonna do an alternative paper uh, you have to stick to the, the 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 arts that matter and things like that and and be above that like maybe you you say, you know what I'm gonna do something on this little theater group that maybe not a lot of people are going to read you know maybe you know there's not a lot of people out there that maybe are interested in this. But I think we should do it anyway, because that's part of the mission of what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be promoting those people that maybe aren't as talked about as much. you know. Like, And in the long run, that's going to pay
5: off. And those people are going to come back. And you're saying is against the interest of Civitas. Exactly. Right? Because you can't be a local paper if you're not owned locally. You can't have local interest on in stories that aren't Going to have a mass appeal when you're an S corporation with shareholders. The whole objective of any system, from a corporation, a nonprofit, or media, is to grow and to sustain and control more power. The Weekender wasn't about that for ten years. They were the Wilkesbury Publishing Company. It was it was defined, created with the measurable like objective to say, give that theater uh, that this little theater a, a spotlight mm. this week. Uh, civitas has no interest in doing that they have to grow how do we get out of this market how do we stop doing that would be the questions of a larger corporation when they buy something like that
0: sure are, are we are you gonna say something
4: or to sell more if it was going to be a sustained endeavor they would be looking for ways to sell more advertising i think to that point uh now that the name is in the public consciousness outside of this area, it has a little bit more potential. Because nobody's going to remember exactly why they know. they a toxic
5: asset now. They, they have a toxic asset that says bleeding money. It, here's a toxic asset for a corporation that large. It's not that it's not making money. It's not making more money.
6: Hmm.
5: Now it's a loser. So corporations don't view a break-even as they don't buy things to break-even or justify competition. Um, it's not growing. Get rid of it they're trying to get rid of it. They've been.
3: Well, that's, that's the thing too is, uh, you know, I, I thought was interesting when I was there is uh, when Civitas took over, uh, they had no idea what to do with an alternative weekly. Uh, from what I understand, there were talks behind the scenes, you know, they, these were just, you know, people that kind of came back to me and said this stuff. They said, yeah, they're talking about like rebranding it, changing the name, changing the mission, changing the, the way it looks the whole nine yards because they don't understand what an alternative weekly is out of all the papers that they own a Across the country, they don't have any alternative weeklies, yeah. so they don't know what to do with them. And if you look at things like, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're f- there's weeklies in Philadelphia. Uh, one of those just went belly up a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so uh, a lot of the, the there's this the, the model isn't there anymore. It's not
5: sustainable.
3: So I think uh, they are looking for alternatives. Yeah. What can they do? With it? No How can they their it? There's no
5: catalog of management that could work on what's most important about a venue like that or the Weekender is that content is creative. It's highbrow. It's smart. It's funny. It's local. And it should be more. Um, They don't look at that part. They're already looking at why isn't Ford in here? Why isn't Nissan? Why don't we have a two page spread about cars and uh, content like this kids gets passed through and now they think they're managing a PR stunt and it's a disaster. It's gross. um, And, you know, he shouldn't be employed by anyone that would allow multiple, more than 10 readers to read his horseshit. Uh, it's that's where the ethics involved. It's not taste. It's ethics that you have power. Use it. Use it to give facts um, uh, or your interest out there, which you would have to agree with or you wouldn't write it.
3: Sure. Well, my, my perspective from uh, when I when I started NEPA scene was I didn't feel like. That any of the papers around here were an alternative. You know, there are alternative papers here, alternative media, and alternative this and that. But I said, but what is what is the word alternative actually mean? Like, what what, what makes this alternative? it's the exact same thing that these guys are doing, which is the exact same thing that these guys are doing, so on and so forth. So my perspective wasn't, we need to to shock and awe people. We need to make people wake up and slap them in the face and say something horrible or something offensive to get them to pay attention. My goal was... How can we uh, take this? Uh, how can we put a whole new perspective on this? How can we pre- maybe present the exact same thing but in a different format or a different way? You know, things like uh, like a podcast. It was just something that no one else was doing around here. Nobody else does podcasts, and it fed my ego. <laughs> exactly. So you know, it worked out for everybody. But so, so they so
0: so right off the so what you guys are talking about. I, wow, my I just. Did you
4: leave your brain over there? Yeah, I
0: just hit ones (laughs) and zeros and off. That's all I did. Um, So number one, they don't know how to run an alternative magazine. Right. And they don't. You have to admit as well as anybody else. And I know that you're acutely aware of this, Joe, is that this area is kind of different than the rest of the country.
5: Uh, Large portions, (laughs) especially with media and and, and specifically a newspaper. Well, we very well might have the last two running newspapers in the country because of our demographics that are physical copies of papers. You get ink on your hand. Um, Nostalgia aside, um, that's because our papers still have significant power in local politics, which nobody seems to care or understand about. But uh, our papers are still have very strong influence over, especially primaries. I'm not even going to (laughs) venture off to talk about generals. I want to be specific. Primary elections. Uh, especially in Lackawanna County, for sure, uh, and and Luzerne, our papers uh, decide who's going to win the primary. Very effectively, uh, especially if you have money, it's the last place you could have the largest campaign coffers and the paper could hurt you and the little guy could win. Uh, Not that that's just, it's because there's, you know, the paper's interests are are being threatened. Um, And they're very good at it and they're very good at disguising it. And our voter base is 60 plus and we're usually under 30% turnout, uh, down to 22% turnout in a primary. That's where a paper's political power is flexed. It's not their 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 cash flow, uh, that they're influencing where these uh, local vendors, who's going to be the next local vendors from a county, a city, um, and our papers will control that until, you know, Earth is gone and, <laughs> county and Luzerne County as well. So that's, that, that's the thing that's always a side, that they... That's the that's the benefit of being a successful paper. You're controlling your local municipalities, uh, the influence of who's leading them.
3: And it's an interesting twist to see now that the the Times leader is uh, on the decline financially. You've seen uh, the citizens voice kind of take over in a lot of ways. Now they are the most widely read newspaper in wilkes Uh within the last. And that's only changed within the last two
5: years. It's or party so. related. Right, it's you know, Democrats versus Republicans. Wilkes-Barre Publishing Company was predominantly Republican paper. Uh, with Luzerne County interests, local interests. Is uh, that was that from
0: the,
3: the? Is that the whole stemmed from the strike in the seventies thing? Yeah, that's where the Citizen's Voice originally came from. Yeah, okay. um, but but like it. But it, it was bought out by Time Shamrock later. Okay, so yeah. its foundation it's, was different from what it is now. Okay, which
5: is a blue paper, uh, like. Uh, it, it gets complex from there because we're not true Democrats in our area we're Reagan conservative Democrats we're we're Republicans by another name. Um, every <laughs> liberal I know here is he- heavily armed uh, <laughs> completely crazed uh, and will hate anything would love to put groups of people together that hate things that are different.
3: That's why we're such a swing state. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you really honestly don't know whether it is a red or blue state. A lot of it, times, You're right. You know,
5: uh, we're pri- primarily a republic. We're the South, the T of Pennsylvania. We're not a very progressive state uh, politically, uh, especially with our Democrats of the Northeast. But these papers are break down into e- two elite factions, Republicans of Luzerne County and Democrats, elite Democrats of, of Lackawanna. Lackawanna County and serving their interests the paper only serves those interests and I uh, want you to agree. So
0: all right so let me so I'm I've been I've been thinking about this for like the last week and you know what maybe one of the two points I want to make is listen to that Corbett interview man that dude is totally unaware of his fucking station in life.
3: <laughs> like yeah. At, at the end of that interview, it was amazing. He like, oh, Corbett, you're so funny. The, the thing that he's most unaware about is, is what a journalist is, because I remember his byline uh, for the last year and a half or so Specifically said that he is a journalist from blah, blah, blah. That's something he wrote himself. So he called himself a journalist. Then on the show, he was denying up and down that he was a journalist. Oh, I'm not a journalist. No, I'm a satirist. I'm a comedian. He came up with all these other terms. But then he
0: said he he has a journalism degree. It wouldn't tell what school he went to. He
5: was was wild. He's He's the leading motivation to just uh, go to a nihilism. He's true, like he truly
2: is a nincompoop writing for other nincompoops, and 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 that's. Did you is. listen to it? Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, like uh, from a no nonsense kind of person, I just wanted to punch him right in the mouth.
0: You wanted to punch through the radio,
2: yeah,
0: and hit him. I'd
5: the, like to. Do
0: you hear how many times Corbett was like, "Oh my god, this guy."
5: Uh, yeah it's, it's, he kept saying it like yeah it was funny he got lobbed a softball that was a great show for him oh I yeah mean, absolutely his whole show is about destroy d- destruction destroying people and he's only destroying whoever doesn't call this was a real treat because the person <laughs> came on the show and he's like i'm gonna destroy him anyways and waited for yeah. all the
0: commercial breaks yeah it was wild
5: um yeah i'll stick around yeah <laughs> i don't know i he, he it made me sad like that he exists uh <laughs> And I'm <laughs> no, I, mean, I'm being I don't serious. think I can like, listen to this yeah, radio show. Like, this is our species. We've this, this guy is at a culmination of the best biology that fought through the centuries to create him. Everyone else in that uh, family tree died; that was like defunct. He's the best of it, <laughs> and he made it here. And his his claim is a stolen valor, of true or untrue, article in a publication that serves, you know, maybe three, four counties at best, and. This is it. This is his watermark in life as evolution had him created him to get here. I was like, that's gross. This can't make sense, anything here.
2: So <laughs> he's the fastest swimmer.
5: Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Think of
4: that. That's 2000000000 billion.
2: He'll
6: probably get jobs after
0: this, though,
1: because he made Adam people
2: Brown feel something. To,
4: to be fair, there's been no, seriously. About about he made people, he made such a stink and caused
0: such a wave that that's going to help I'm him. Sorry, I, yeah. I think, I don't, I, I think he's so toxic they that's, wouldn't touch him. you say, he causes a wave?
5: What'd, What'd you, you say? say? No, I was going to say, Laura whispered, fittest is described in, in Darwin's book as uh, like the survival of the fittest was, uh, go ahead. It was you... a,
4: a, they, they're now recategorizing it. It's not the fittest, but the most adapted to particular situations.
5: And that's how he defined it in there. And people have misquoted it since. Right. He, he, he originally said that it's who could respond the quickest to an environment. We'll so, survive. So, so in
4: closed environments and close and especially in the Galapagos, when he went there on the beagle, he specifically was looking at species that only make sense there.
0: So so looking at interesting. No, we're,
4: of, now we're now talking about no, no, biology. No no, but, no, 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 no.
0: Interesting point of view on it. If, we it, should if always. it's if it's if it's it's the most adaptable to the environment, correct right,
5: is is he is is, is this, this the most this adapted worked. to the ab- He's their shining star. We're
4: that's, talking that's, about that's, it two weeks exactly. later. No, no, no,
0: no. But that's it, but that's the thing that concerns me. Like, is that the point where we're at? Is that is is this is it like the this, millennial generation that This you know, is the
4: point where we have found the, ourselves. Like
0: our like our grandfathers fought for us to have a better life and we're just we're just moving our way we're,
5: down its idiocracy. We're the new like uh monkey wrench in evolution. We have frontal lopes. We're thinking Adam. Is the defi- whatever this, I don't know. Jab. <laughs> idiot. <laughs> idiot, because he's the definition of an idiot. He is the man you hold to ridicule. He is the guy you attack. He's wrong because of freedom of speech. He has the ability to purvey these ideas.
4: Everybody has the right to be wrong.
5: It's our responsibility to ridicule him. He right. should be held to ridicule. He's ridiculous. And our better taste says, we don't want that kind of writing around here. It's legal. You have the right to do it. But our opinions will shut you down. You should be held to ridicule. You're gross. Well, your your point about evolution brings up the question:
3: Can the Weekender survive? Can this this publication survive? Is this is this have they gotten to the point where they can't come back from this? If it's
4: a- not, f- uh, if not for your point uh, regarding the the viability, the the financial viability of the publication, I think it makes sense for it to exist here. Right now, there's always going to be a a free weekly newspaper somewhere that has...
5: Well, let's pray it's not them.
4: It, it. <laughs> no, and I don't pray. In, a, in other markets, um, like you can go to New York and you can pick up any number of free sure. publications and read absolutely ridiculous stuff in it. It's just but what you expected. read while you're waiting and for a thing so to my happen. Other, so my other concern... While you're online. Well, my- this
5: creates competition. Just, they should be destroyed. They should be destroyed by a thoughtful, creative young guy that wants to replace them. someone that might have had experience with the weekender. Um <laughs> You know, who knows where these things rise up from? Or and they, compete. Can, they
4: can take this this ball and roll with it and turn into a. Um,
5: there's more... nothing, there's nowhere to roll. It's off a cliff. Well, um, they have the attacked veterans really... in the United States, the only country that is good at one thing war. <laughs> We're going to attack now the biggest industry in the country. Some shipbird paper attacks war. Oh my God. And the people that fight, go and get maimed because of it have no idea why they're in another country fighting. They come back. And this guy attacks one of them for free drinks. Let me well, roll a bet.
4: In the story, it was his friend who started it.
5: <laughs> no, but then they rolled with it. Uh-huh. Well, he was an accomplice, which is even more disgusting. He's not even the lead guy. He's not the principal in this plan. He's the accomplice to a free drink scam at a VFW
4: <laughs> for impersonating.
5: And he's—it's all under the guise of fighting for women's rights. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He should go away forever in history.
0: <laughs> but the, so, so I mean, is it? <laughs> the I, I there's so many different ways. Like I want I, I'd like to talk about things, but 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 my, cur- my my concern is like the state of what it is now. Like, look, publications have been a problem for a very long time, especially with media. You know, Hearst started a fucking war to sell more papers. You know, it's this guy didn't do that but it's it's not like this is a new thing
5: where we're like well maybe rich could i I don't know I I always know and Laura she would this is her expertise I mean there's this studying media's cause on social behavior versus social's behaviors being covered by media mm. there's not a clear line and it's the effect position of media um it's hard to study it- what is affect what is causing each um, I'm from the school of thought that media co- is its intentions to cause behavior. Even just legitimate news has always been to control and behavior. Um, but it's hard to measure. I don't know any legitimate really source studies that says what's happening.
4: Are you familiar with the Heisenberg uncertainty principle? Yeah. it's In, it is in, in physics, it's impossible to study a particle without phys- yeah. phys- fundamentally changing the, the- behavior Contic, of of that particle mm-hmm. so if you're looking at a particle moving across a let's call it a linear space the moment you put the microscope to it you're changing the direction because the light waves have it's, now changed it's, it's called impossible.
5: observation problem right the observation we have
4: problem. the same exact problem in sociology and in, in specifically media yeah. we cannot physically watch an audience with full certainty and say this is how they're going to behave because the moment you start watching an audience mm-hmm. they are now behaving the way that you the last them legitimate
5: to be. attempt was probably late 70s or 80s where they wanted to measure what people Remembered or their facts were about Vietnam in the United States, and the first question to see how effective propaganda could have been in the United States about what the war was ten years later was how many Vietnamese died in this war, and I think the the aggregate was uh, maybe a hundred to three hundred thousand was the common answer. It was four million people up to, at that date. Four million people died as a result of the war. Was that the effect of con- media? Um, that the state had influence on ABC, CBS. Is that why we believe that? The second way to maybe legitimize it, they did another test in Germany. And that would be how many people died in the Holocaust. And most Germans were answering 300,000. That's the effect of media. That was the first time they said, now to find the causality is a different problem. Now you're asserting your opinion, your interests onto why this is happening Um, but someone caused it there was a reason to do that because a lot uh, 300,000 jews well we all know didn't die it was four or five million jews six up to six some died in uh under germany's rule uh, with the holocaust why do most germans believe that so that's that that's a that's a judgment on the intent of germany's uh political media structure
4: and to touch back on a point that we had made earlier, uh, a similar study was done, I think, in tw- 2011. Pew did a, a research study across a, m- a number of Americans to see w- w- to what m- major news stories they remembered from the past week. They were quizzing them specifically on the details of the ma- most major headlines across all media. And they were polling people uh, just off the street. Basically, they didn't look for any particular set of people. And then they asked them after they answered these yes or no questions, basically, or number questions, very static, like how, how in what country was there a bombing in the in the last two days that killed X number of Americans? I don't remember the exact questions that they were, but they were very just like static. They were in the headlines in the first couple of lines. Uh at the end of the, of the questions, the 10 or 12 questions, they would ask them what, what three or four media sources do you normally consume? And of the amount of people who were questioned, the, the number of accurate responses was somewhere around 10 to 20%. And these were people across all media. and
5: And that day media was happy. Their job is being completely done with right. precision that people are, not informed.
0: So eighty to ninety percent. They have 80, 90, 80 to ninety percent influence over the population. They know
4: the people who consume news media know that these stories are happening, but the actual fundamental elements of the story they are not, they are not processing, they are not retaining that information because of the way that we are given positioning
5: media. the words. Like I, like I said, I, I think it can be measurable. I don't think it's like a a, a proton or changing when you observe it because. It, it's humans with intentions. Media was created for a specific reason. And I think it's being effective. It always has been effective. You just look at the turnout at polls. That's the most important part of media to keep power for political structures is low voter turnout. The papers are doing their job across the country, across the board for a hundred years with total precision. People don't show up and vote. Why do you read about a war in Afghanistan? You have no stake in it. You, you work full time. Why do you need that information? Why are you reading it? Um, so these, it, there is an agenda uh, that that becomes noise to you um, and saturation that you can't care. You can't care about all this stuff. Um, we're going to make sure you don't because we have interests. It, just list who owns the paper. List who owns the New York Times. List who knows the AP, AP then read it. Now you'll see their interests. It'll be transparent.
4: And then the larger concern is how many companies actually own any of these medias.
5: It's never been consolidated more in history.
4: There are, I think there are literally four companies that own everything in in the world. Basically.
5: Here's the great thing about finding a way to enlighten yourself in any sense. Um, They can't trick you anymore. You could read their intent. It's transparent no matter what's in the article. Um, When you're informed, you'll see what the real information is. And if you don't get the facts about the event that happened that was covered, you'll get the intention of what they want you to know. And I'll know what you, you could see their interest of what's being served.
3: Well, and it's not just in what they cover, but what they don't cover. You know, uh, look at the uh, Oregon or the Bundy militia Bundy thing that fucking, everybody's talking about yeah. right now. But you they're know, not. It, well, that's the thing. They're all talking about it online. And so many people brought up the point that they couldn't turn on the television and really see any coverage of it because uh, the, the general news media was ignoring it for a long time to the point where they really couldn't anymore. And now they're kind of uh, doing this, this sort of, oh, well, it's not really that big a thing. And oh, let's move on to the next story and that kind of thing. It, it's it's well, how really not... How do, how do,
2: and, and that's only because like it was a media blackout only because they weren't brown
3: right yeah, I mean that's that's really what it comes down to I mean and yeah, everybody can see that I, right away and say oh well know. they're not Islamic see, or
5: they're not yeah, you watch, know watch Fox today it's 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 reckless uh not that it's credible to any serious person but you watch Fox it's credible to a lot of people the majority that the confirmation watch confirmation bias they're painting these guys with subtlety and and the, the well-crafted language as Patriots.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Patriots,
5: a, a militia. Yeah, no, they're not legal. terrorists. Militia. They're, they're they don't. ISIS. And if you know the story, <laughs> the, the the compelling stuff besides the tag words behind it, it's a much longer story with this Bundy lunatic, sure, who's just a thief, which he you just will not pay taxes where everyone else does on a federal reserve ground. They didn't steal his land. It was never his. It's the federal government's. They have the tract of it's land.
4: Bureau of Land Management. Yeah, they BLM. Can,
5: he won't pay his share. He's finding a way to escape the system.
4: Technically, he owes us money. Yeah.
5: Yes. He's a thief <laughs> and he's a liar. And now that they're, that's all they're doing. There's. But, how do, you, to be but fair, how do you have armed people walk into it? And it's
0: not, don't. when they say federal building, I think it's like a,
2: it's it's a, a park. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. a mic. observatory. It's a, yeah, it's an observatory. It's, um. It's, it's not like they walked sector. into
0: the FBI building and no, you know, it's in took the middle it all-
2: of nowhere. It, it is owned. It's a park. It's, it is a federal building, and these imbeciles with guns. It's basically Meal Team Six. They're they're all loaded <laughs> up with their sandwiches and the, assault weapons okay. and federal, flags.
5: Yeah. Well, everyone's hesitant because this this isn't. It's hard to compare it to police brutality, all that whole <gasps> shit. That's these it's, are they're state problems it's like too. The they're not federal. Yeah, total federal problems. A distinctly,
4: like it's is, it is the Alamo.
5: Everyone hesitates since Janet Reno because of Waco, Ruby Ridge, mm-hmm. all these other See, disasters. But those, but those were places that those people own. <coughs> yeah, I'm just saying broadly, just to walk the, into a place. like the, the federal, federal response now. to those was so extreme, yeah. and militant, and and just crushing. um,
4: to be fair, the public has a right to to go to B, BLM areas. Like if you need a place sure. to stay overnight, you can always set up your tent in BLM under the power lines and hang out for a night. Nobody's yeah, going to kick you out. No. Legally, you're as a taxpayer, you have a right to be on that land.
5: You're not going to see an office make a mistake, though, like that. Again, there's not a rush. There's not full coverage mm-hmm. up there. They're not going to just force a shootout with 150 lunatic farmers that would love idea to
0: have, a idea that's to have
5: this. And that's they actually a water. good
4: point because if this wasn't if this wasn't being covered.
5: It's being diffused.
4: Is right. <laughs>
5: yeah.
4: When the media doesn't go to these particular areas and, and so is inflate, this a good thing the media is doing? It may be.
5: No. I, I, well, I don't think so. It could be. You could take the opinion. I think it's a legitimate opinion. Because who told them not to go?
2: Yeah, that's a good question.
5: That's a state-sponsored media, and that's what we have influence. Essentially, the state has enormous influence over ABC, Mm. all of our interests, and the state, when you get to this elite, there's just two factions of a wealth party, Republicans and Democrats at that level of play. Who's influencing them not to go? That's not free media. Rich could go up there and that's free media. He's just covering information. There, there de- is a plan and an objective. And it depends on the way that
3: me or anybody else would cover it too because you know uh, just as you know a big corporation can have an agenda or the state can have an agenda uh, you know this a lot of citizen journalism has taken over since uh, you know the internet uh, has been created and you see things like Twitter where people are breaking news on Twitter or taking a photo or a video or this and that but it's such a small bit of a bigger picture that you know you also have to question those sources as well because I mean like uh, when when I started blogging back when I was a teenager uh, I was really Really interested in political blogging and I followed a lot of the political blogs that are now just as big and influential as a lot of the the, the news sources that they've criticized. Like I remember following things like the Daily Costs and things like that when I was younger and it was just a couple of guys in a blog a free blog basically just putting up their political opinions. Now it's actually shaping politics.
5: Yeah. There was that small window that it was coverage and now they have right. interests they've grown into them and that's exciting but that's the natural
4: progression see, exactly. of media
5: I, i'm not judging it or i'm just observing it and but i see the people that are crushed by it mm. and i'm guilty of it i mean that i do a lot of political media and my whole objective is to get uninformed voters to be rational
4: it, to take a more nihilistic <laughs> view of this or just, hate somebody vote talking, against
5: somebody which is easier than voting for someone
4: you're talking about a lot of the big media, the big media, uh, in sort of this uh, yeah. oligarchical yeah, yeah. oligarchical or sense. It's not a hurdy her- <laughs> <laughs> I want a hurdy gurdy. By no, the way, no, we're from uh, the
5: same cloth but, of seeing it distinctly, but that's different. Like the majority of people don't; they're victims of it.
4: Well, that's that's it's the not problem. That but because not smart, but because we've gotten to a point where it is this system, we are starting to see. The little, the little shoots that come up, kind of like Dostoevsky in his day. Yeah,
5: right there. You're right. looking at one of them. But it's that's interesting
4: a- to see that that's what it takes to get some little shoots of of. And you know, there's of, that, of it, it, it's
5: up to that person's own intellectual standard. Like Rich said, um, is there more? I got a morsel of the story. I know it's sincere, because it. but it's a morsel. That morsel's sincere. The picture and stuff. But there's not a trained journalistic professional there to source and cover the aspects and ask the right questions. Um, There's an exciting time because we could have that vice was there. Like Mm -hmm. vice could be up covering this. They could, uh, they could be probably are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was refreshing, um, but they're growing now. They're getting VC capital firms. Who knows what their future will be? They're they're going to be very large.
4: But it's exciting because we're we're always going to have exactly. more, and it's always going to be there if you're willing to go and find it. It's like a, a there's a gardening analogy to this. It's you can't get you you can't have these things grow that are refreshing and going to nourish your mind and every the, yeah. the whole nation without putting it in some shit.
5: I'd rather someone fighting <laughs> for my mind with that kind of system than someone just putting a boot their heel on me to tell me what to do. Um, and so that's the grit. That is the, the, you know, the responsibility of being An somewhat free, people. or in a, a, or in a, you We're know, autonomous free Americans. Yeah. We have
4: the opportunity to seek out thoughts that are not our own, and to know have the wisdom to know that things we that do. don't agree Most with people us don't are have probably
5: the only difficult thing where it sits well i believe that i want to believe that um until you you know you're part of poverty or lower middle class they don't have a defense they they don't have time it's not that they're not smart they don't have time to be smart
4: other concerns
5: yeah and they're victims they're victims to any interest and that's why american media is the is the form to 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 protect corporate interest and governmental interest from democracy That would be my modern debt. And it's a lot. I'm stealing the idea. It's it's a shared idea.
4: Much of our amendments were put in place to protect the public from having that happen.
5: Yeah, they don't have a defense. Single mothers in Queens don't have a defense against McDonald's menu. It makes sense. They don't know there's alternatives. And then when there are, they can't afford them. Um, So, I mean, you can't defend yourself from that media, that advertising or the political agenda. Um, If you don't have, you don't have, 30 seconds, you're not witty to the standard majority audience, you can't win. The ideas we have to face and problems as a country or ethically as corporations uh, need more than 30 seconds. They need more than a 60 second, they're complex ideas. And I'm not from the school of thought that good things are simple. They're not. You know, a black hole is not simple, that's reality. (laughs) <laughs> that's the reality. It's really there, and it's happening. We know that now. Uh, that's there's nothing simple about that. It's running the galaxy. So don't tell me that if you're simple in thirty seconds, you're the right choice. Insurance is not uh, health insurance. Na- national health insurance isn't something that, that it deserves months of talk. Public can't handle that. They just cannot. They have to pick a side right away, irrationally. Um, what would change that? I don't know. I mean, we'd have to. We'd have to put severe penalties and ethics into media. But who would do that? Nobody's (laughs) going to adjust their behavior based on that.
4: No, it's a behavior change. It's all behavior change and that's not something anybody but the media could handle and there's no reason for the media to do Do, that. Do
0: do you think that we're we're so maybe maybe we're so upset at maybe I am, maybe I'm just speaking for me and using you guys as, you know, the we, that you know, We see all this going on around us, you know, Lee. When he's in there using the John, he's <laughs> he's he's getting his news from Facebook, um, and, and stuff like that. Is is like you know, are are we kind of enraged at this Justin bullshit Weekender thing? Because twenty years ago, we all loved the Weekender. We thought it was great when Alan Stout was writing for it, and you know, it had integrity and and all this stuff. It, you know, maybe maybe this is our way of kind of poking the animal that that is a bigger thing which is the media which is influencing us and we all know it and we're just pissed off and we just want it to be a little bit better closer to home yeah is that is that maybe
3: i think it's indicative of of of, uh you know uh, more things going on than just that you know like i said before i think it's uh a lot of the backlash was a direct result of the direction they've gone in the last, you know, two or two years or so. I think
0: people have been pissed off at them for, for right. a year and, and, this, half was and this, the, was the this was kind of the this
3: was the 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 final, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. And 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 maybe like you said maybe it plays into a larger thing where we do really want to, you know, uh, people attack the media all the time. You see it uh, constantly on social media uh, talking about uh, w- whether or not they think this is just or all oh, this is biased and this and that, but you also see a lot of those people. You know, like you said, confirmation bias. They want to. They they want to see the same thing over and over. They're only subscribed to the the sites or the publications or whatever that confirm what they already believe to be true. So I, I don't. I don't know. It's um, and I I, th- I think in terms of alternative media. It's it's much harder to to figure out well what what sh- what is their place because uh you know look at things like Rolling Stone for example, uh, Rolling Stone was alternative media. It was like oh we're gonna cover music, the the music that no one else is gonna talk about. We're also gonna talk politics and things like that too. And they were gonna send Hunter Thompson to Vegas. What would they my cu- my would they publish something?
5: Your cousin sent Hunter Thompson to Vegas. John A. Walsh. He was an editor at Rolling Stone before he went over at ESPN. He's a Scranton guy. Is he really? That's where he started, Rolling Stone. No shit. And then he hired Hunter at ESPN to give him work, and nobody would hire him. See and, that, and that's Grant guy.
3: That's that's the thing is is you know you think about the beginning of Rolling Stone you think about Rolling Stone now it's like in the old days they would never have a pop stars or anything on oh. the cover it was all the alternative rock right. the, the 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 psychedelic stuff the you know sex and drugs and things yeah. like that and today that's all been sanitized that's all taken out and now it's it's all pop music it's all rap it's that's that's what they cover now and they really ignore all that stuff I mean their their mission uh, of of finding that that music that wasn't given it's due is long gone and then you also have things like like would they hire hunter s thompson today of course not there's no way that someone who wrote like he did who thought like he did would ever write for them today it's just it's just wouldn't happen and they have some decent political writers but they also fit a certain agenda that they want to push and that's it, you know, and, and I I wonder how much of it is corporately controlled because of their
5: their interest now. I think it's 50 50. I think the <clears throat> ownership is a different that's calculation. That's sinister. Um, you know, they don't look at the world as right or wrong, good or evil. There's competing interest. Whoever wins was right. And they're right for as long as they're in charge. Um, there's no morals. They're not operating that 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 petty. <laughs> what the poor people think <laughs> things are bad or good. Um, but I think writers believe what they're writing. I, I I would think it would be extremely difficult to write or be a news anchor every day and set an agenda you didn't believe in or knew was calculated. Um, I think to come up in media, you you have drinking the Kool Aid. You want to be part of that establishment. Um, it's easier to believe it. And and subscribe to what you're saying, Uh, but I think the people who are writing believe it for for sure. I don't. Or they deeply
4: understand it. Yeah, deeply understand it.
0: I want to hear from an (laughs) evocan.
2: No, you don't. What do you
0: (laughs) no in the last? What do you think about in like in the last fifteen years? Like I think everything. And Joe, maybe you can disagree with this. I think everything changed on nine eleven. As far as like the twenty four hour news cycle, we didn't and have all a
4: twenty four hour news right. cycle, right? And before. we didn't have
0: the ticker, and we didn't have.
2: We've all become skeptics of everything. And, I, have and we? Everyone, I mean,
0: usually, usually, style. cynicism is is
2: and it, it goes back healthy. to healthy.
5: Yeah, everything changed, but didn't change. I, I I think it was harder to hide agendas after nine eleven. I mean, the Patriot Act was passed within days. It was already written, like, um, and I'm not getting, <laughs> I don't hold creed to any 9-11 horseshit or conspiracy to, you know, we don't have to blow up our own real estate for a, a, a real estate scheme to get into a global war. I mean, we could go anytime we want. We always have. We don't need to attack ourselves. Um nor have we gone anywhere in 50 years without the public's uh, approval. We didn't want that. The, the, an executive branch doesn't wait for that. They don't even wait for Congress. We haven't even declared a legitimate war we're since World War not, II.
4: We're technically not at war.
5: Yeah, we're not at war. We're war with adjectives and ideas, terrorism and drugs. We're
4: in a land conflict. We're in a conflict.
5: Yeah. In I mean, conflict. if you declare war on drugs or, or terrorism, a thought, an idea, a word you're creating an industry. You're not creating a war that could be win, one, or it was intended to be won. It's it's creating a, a lateral industry to that competing interest. We can't tax your drugs, but we can employ millions of people that are going to fight you. And we're going to concede somewhere in the middle. If we really want to win the war on drugs, they'd be legal and we would sell them. And tax it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just a competing interest until a paradigm shift changes to like guys who fought in korea then they're all dead they will might start talking about legalizing drugs it'll be an easier lift then but um i don't know i i i just don't think much has changed except that we have we've never had a quicker ability to find out bullshit faster like smarter people can do that today faster uh, they couldn't do it that fast when kennedy was assassinated when lincoln was assassinated only elites knew the real narrative um, today there's an accessibility. A guy, the layman, could go out and find something, and then maybe, you know, by him finding it, a real journalist wakes up and says, "That guy needs help. I'm gonna go cover this story. Some lunatic on Twitter just put there might be something to that. I'm gonna go now really write uh, with integrity and do all the things a journalist would do to make sure his story was real. Not a lay person I don't think has that skill set. They could get you on the the trail of breadcrumbs. Um, but it takes a trained journalist to go see that and and find out the right story so a wider audience could say wow this is legit are we getting
0: less and less trained journalists
5: i don't know i i think rich can answer that better than me i never majored in it nor wrote uh professionally at all um i just i'm 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 a i'm a consumer of media and i create uh media (laughs) i don't know how to judge it so you hate yourself
6: at times
5: (laughs) you know be careful what you're good at um, because you don't have a choice after that Uh, you know there was like a great line in uh, what was that True Detective Uh, you wake up you're 30 you're good at something if you intended it or not hopefully Mm. you're stuck with it (laughs) I'm good at telling the truth in other ways Um, (laughs) very watered down ways so you don't vote (laughs) (laughs) And that's the truth of the experience. If you can't uh, reflect it's being part of politics and not admit that um, you, you you know, you're soulless. That's what you're doing. You're not fighting for a champion. Champions usually don't have money. Um, You're fighting for the best win. Um, And, you know, I've had a lot of great clients that I I believe in, I know are good guys, but uh, I'm getting them involved in a system that takes over, you know, Real leadership. Uh, anyone who's fighting for change usually is killed. <laughs> it's like you could talk a he, bike through a car wash. It, yeah, nobody talks. Obama talked. It was a he won awards for that advertising campaign. What did he change? He did some things, but he didn't change. He didn't change anything. He created things. If he was going to change things, he would have re- appealed Bush's expansion, the largest expansion of our government. What he did was beat Bush by expanding it more. He didn't change any of Bush's stuff. He just he, he did he created more things, so that wasn't even change. It's a lie. Um, change means you have to go back and change something that happened.
4: Amend things. <laughs> yeah, you amend
5: it. It or, something happened, we're going to change it. You can't ch- change. Isn't creation? <laughs> <laughs> They're two different words. The, but good advertising won't let you believe that. So, are we getting worse
3: journalists? Um, in some ways, yes, in some ways no. I mean it depends on you know, what organization you're talking about. It depends on what their agenda is, of course. Um, I think you have a lot of people who uh, automatically think uh, I, that, that they are a journalist because they write, you know, people who are bloggers. I think there's a, a danger there because, you know, I encourage a lot of uh, you know young journalists that are up and coming that you know ask ask for advice or or are looking for some sort of guidance that they should blog, that they should do things like that, but they should also know the difference between one kind of writing and another, or you know what wh- wh- whether they're inserting themselves in a story or not, or. Um, you know what? What? what is the purpose of them covering the story why are they covering the story are they covering the story uh, if they're doing it on their own in, in the case of you know like independent journalism you know wh- what? what is their interest there why are they doing it and is it properly labeled are they using the right terms uh, you know I see a lot of stuff where um, you know you see it uh, in most media you see words like allegedly things like that. that is the, that how
0: they get away with the bullshit
3: yeah a lot of that is you know covering your ass in a way or saying that you know well, sources say, you know, things like that. You're not necessarily saying it's true or not true, or, you you know, you're trying to say that most people are saying this, like the word on the street is this, but I can't come out and say that from a, you know, and say that's true or false yet. There, that hasn't been confirmed. So I'm going to say, you know, something like sources say or, or things like that. And that's where the line starts to blur a little bit, you know, because, you you know, you get into, you know, are our, our people who uh, work for RAG's? Um, that uh, you know, publish uh, the gossip and crap like that. Um, the stuff that you see uh, when you when you go to the grocery store and you're you're checking they'll out. and There's you. all the yeah, you know, they'll all that beat you kind to of the stuff. Story. Is are are though are they journalists?
5: You know, no, it's, but they're competition now. Right. they'll break a story willy nilly. Allegedly, use all the safe like dragnetty words. The laws that right. would protect you from being liable for that. Um, And then a legitimate paper, Rich is working, you know, hourly, entirely sourcing, making sure I got to get this story right. You know, some goofball could just tweet it. Um, And, you know, The Wire covered that. And then what, season five? Really? Well, like uh, what the problem with modern media was. And House of Cards did it, too. Mm. I mean, this is the modern paradigm of journalism. Do you be quick and ethical and then die a slow death? Or do you be fast and persuasive and... On top of all of that, you're meeting an agenda. Once you start using the word allegedly, it's persuasion. You have an agenda. You know, the well, same way we watched.
4: Unless it's an alleged perpetrator of a crime where we have to presume they're innocent until they are proven guilty.
5: that's a joke yeah, but we, yeah, we don't live in a society like man. that yeah but, no you're right but you're right
4: that's that's the purpose of you that and unfortunately we're as you're saying we're at the point where the public no longer you're trusts guilty until most, proven
0: innocent you're not
5: innocent until yeah, proven you're guilty. out of your mind if you think that your criminal justice especially in criminal not even civil law with with protecting the paper but a criminal like say a great sensational criminal cases out there um study after study focus groups show that he's guilty he's in the paper how's he gonna prove he's innocent that is the paradigm in the the mind and so the paper like just dreams. fuels that with the, those great words uh, <laughs> There's a great uh, documentary everybody's
3: paying murderer. attention to right now, Making no, a I Murderer. Just started,
4: I just started it. watch so it? I'm uh, only three episodes in. Well, I, I'm not going to- a terrible I, I, I way to
3: start Christmas. I, I certainly-
4: <laughs> Oh, my God.
2: It was
3: horrible. It, it really is, but I, I, I feel like everyone that I know spent their holiday watching this show
5: and were just completely stop glued to the television. Let me correct. I didn't mean the show was horrible. It was horrible what yes. it did to me. Right, exactly. it, was, it was like watching it, it, Paradise it was, Lost. You one, couldn't, you couldn't turn it off. I, it was perfect. I'm usually watching things like with the mind's eye, like I'm above it. Yeah, and you you have this effect. I'm sure everyone in this room. You're watching production, and sometimes you pop out and you see something else. Yeah, I was like a housewife, like like sitting there. I was like, well, Am I feeling bad for some sociopathic rapist murderer? Are you doing this to me? Is this, <laughs> is this the new entertainment? Make me feel bad about a psycho that killed her or or, or it, it did a just man is everyone is this so conspiratorial that it's the whole so, system it's so got emotionally
4: them? manipulative oh, the way that they it film. it's so perfect and it's such shitty video yeah it's perfect
5: that's why it's sincere and that's, they've been doing it for 10 years it's
4: so brilliant
5: that's right. the new thing the shittier the video looks it has to be sincere it has to be credible it has to be true if it's too slick
4: you can't believe yeah, it. Yeah, But it's like me. these really quick right. journalists, journalists, quote unquote, that come out and they they slap together a story. The public has learned not to necessarily trust them. And then when an actual publication comes out with some true media, true information, some insight, we don't know On anymore. On this particular case? And no, in general. Oh, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about media in general. We know we are both desensitized no. and too easily ready to gobble up think, at the same right. time. You're right,
5: and I found that inner demon watching it. It's I forgot that was in the, me. Right. I'm watching it. And we're all similar to the same age, grew up with the same media, same heroes or villains. It's fair to say we think very similar, even if we have different tastes or different ideas. We think the same way. I believe the first, the first time you believed a conspiracy, not even believed it, you knew it was true. That it was There was more than two people involved or from Kennedy to anything. The first time you bit in, it's a virus in your head. And I always fight for the loser. I'm always thinking, I want the loser to win. This was the first time I'm thinking, yeah, but if the lo- if I'm wrong, the guy raped and killed someone. Right. <laughs> they really toying with this Hard. emotional anchor of how yep. I'm gonna sympathize. If I'm wrong, the guy killed so gets away with murder. The second well, I'm, I'm, I,
4: time to reiterate i'm only three episodes in but i think that the that oh i don't
5: want to tease it spoiler lords
4: well already three episodes in it's i am just so conflicted it gets better per, i'm sure it does because it got so much better between one two and three I yeah, you, you get more elevate. you get more conflicted and, now now you, you see, see how I,
5: did, I got to the end but at six i snapped if you I got right online if, if like, you can feel this, this way don't do this to me i'm not going i can't go for the ride it's not a tv show this guy's out there who should I feel fucking bad for? I, I'm, you got me. I left at six. I went back and finished it. But I start getting online. It was hard to find answers. It's hard to find answers for that show.
4: As soon as you, but you, I think the show is a good illustration of the whole thing we've been talking about tonight is that you can, you can watch a thing, feel one way, the complete opposite in what you have now thought that you believed in, and to know how uncertain you can be of your own certainties—that's—it's yeah. an incredibly vulnerable feeling, especially when you realize for the past thirty plus years you've been fooling yourself into thinking whatever you thought. You it's thought. one
5: story too, right? One guy—it's only one of, right. th- of three so million think people about in jail. How fast paradigms change! We've only been using airplanes for a hundred years. F- papers wouldn't even print the flight of the Wright brothers for two days. Some people, cause it just was part of reality. You can't fly.
4: And nobody covered the event that happened <laughs> 10 days prior.
5: A Kitty Hawk or what?
4: Before Kitty Hawk. Yeah. Was... The first flight.
5: Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's just paradigms change so quickly. I mean, we've only been operating with that idea or that technology for a hundred years. How fast people could change you. And it's emotional. Your reality changes. It could, be, And it could change from a lie the same way it changes from a truth
3: and, and it, it's interesting to me uh, my perspective on it was you know look at the power of alternative media in this case because uh, when, when With making a murderer yes because you have uh, you know basically the, the the local public it's it's painted very clearly and you can go and research it yourself uh, Wisconsin as a whole basically decided Stephen Avery is guilty as shit that's the end of it lock you know lock him away uh, you know Careful uh, don't ruin anything for Lauren you know that and, and let that be the end of it and and uh, for a long time, it seemed like that was kind of the general uh, idea that media was pushing: is that you know he's guilty, the the police, you know uh, there's there's no wrongdoing there. And then these guys come along, these guys who really had no sort of uh, hook in this. Essentially, they they came the filmmakers, out of, yeah, they came it's two women. Well, yeah, they came out of state and basically stayed for a little bit in a in an area that they were not familiar with and knew nothing about. Right because they thought, school, right? They yeah. thought the story was interesting. Let's film a little bit. Let's see if there's something here." And obviously, it it continued to grow and and com- become more complex. And so eventually, they went to a lot of the they they went to places like NBC and said, hey, would you be interested in this documentary? And they were like, no, no, we're not interested in that. And they had their own versions. A uh, Dateline did their own version. There were plenty of other versions of this story out there. And it seemed that most of them had kind of decided that more or less, yeah, there's some doubt, but you know, he's guilty. And this, where, where you basically have people who are self-funding this for a long time until they eventually got Netflix interested in it to do the whole you 10-episode know, series and to put it out. Now, overnight, people's idea of this whole case has completely changed. The entire perspective on this has been thrown in upheaval because of a different perspective. Now, is that biased? In a way, yes. A lot of what they're doing, uh, you know, uh, the 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 prosecutor has come out and said, uh, "Well, they didn't cover this, this, and this." You know, there's pieces of evidence that they never even mention in the documentary. And, you know, they, they fired right back and said, well, you know, those things really weren't that important to the bigger story. You know, you have to cut somewhere. And if we focused how many hours on this or this, we certainly couldn't cover that, too. It wasn't that we were trying to leave things out. See, were they or weren't they? Because now they become friends with them. But, They're but, basically talking to Steven on a regular basis. Uh, so they've they've grown. They, they have a relationship with him now, whereas they didn't when they originally went down there. It's important
4: but, to note that documentary is not journalism. Though It's there not. Is. It's, it's, it's
3: concrete.
0: Incredibly biased.
4: It's incredibly right. there's it's always a, a perspective. Of,
0: yeah, there's always there's always a, there's always a slant. Keep in, keep
1: in mind that in 1984 there was double speak and double think, and that was a way of causing or creating control over people by what? having compl- conflicting ideas in your mind at the same time. What do you mean? What? What? The, the novel 1984. Mm-hmm.
3: Right? Oh, yeah. Jesus in 1984, Christ! 1984, the like, novel.
1: They had double speak, double like think. I was four. Yeah. What did I mean? And. Um, <laughs> you create cognitive dis- dissonance Distance, in people right. and then you sure. can control them that way so just think about this on a larger scale we earlier in the night we said that media is a way of controlling people it,
0: it but yeah and but no and i don't think anybody's denying it
1: right but that's just but that's what's happening here you're you're just so, we're all so um just wrapped up in, in like that that documentary you're talking about and now we're right. not focusing on
5: well, democracy anymore? before, you know, vote, before you know hitchens I mean? died that was his he was his, incredible. His would it, would thought it, was orwellian ideas yeah. and and orwell has there's never been more you relevant. Know, there's relevant. so much Isn't truth
1: in that whole book from from cover to cover and it can apply specifically mm-hmm. in, in this whole thing here
3: well, I mean, it, 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 say that these documentary filmmakers uh, ended up putting together these episodes for something like NBC or or a major news network or something like that. Now, is it journalism? Has it changed? It, it, is it because it's on a, in a different format? Would they have edited it
5: differently? Would it have been presented differently? When I mean, I was, obviously, those are things we'll never know. But I, after the last couple of days, after digesting it. There's those initial, you got to let emotion get away. And it's hard because I was getting emotional uh, watching it. And that's entertainment. I want to be entertained. It's sure. on Netflix. I'm, entertain me. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm not going there to make a decision about some dude in Wisconsin. Like it's not my, okay, what's my vote? Does he go to jail? It's. I was being entertained. There, there's just a lot of great questions. The documentary covered in the sense that a guy It was proven that he was not guilty, served 18 years, went to prison. His freedom was taken away from him by a state. That's power. He gets out. He murders someone, doesn't murder someone. Regardless, say he murders them. There's a real ethical question. Forget it. You've got to go to jail. You murdered someone. Yeah, I know you lost 18 years of your life, but why did he murder them? What created the murderer? That I don't think was distinct enough for um, a wide audience to say, you know, this is an angle. What created that murder the second time he was accused? Sure. Uh, they never introduced. I think the the documentary, uh, the, the two filmmakers could sleep at night because they didn't interject uh, an alternative, uh, an alternate idea of how she was murdered. That's true. And I, I would be, if I was a filmmaker, I would know I made it and edited it perfectly. That could be just sprinkled with sensation. Get me out there, Netflix and screw the big guys. And I, I could sit ethically and go to sleep at night because I didn't offer an alternate theory. This guy f- killed a woman. Uh, I mean, he like if that's the case, you could sleep at night. Other than that, the only other idea you're trying to propose subtly is that the cops killed her. The whole system rallied behind. We Steve got away. We better clean up our mess. Go mur- find a girl we can murder, throw her in his fire pit. I mean, that's remarkable.
3: Or, or or did someone else come in? You know, there's there's a million theories you can come up with. I mean, you know, did someone else come in and say, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of the fact that they hate this guy and they're looking to throw him back in jail. So, so I'm going to kill this woman. It
0: has to be. It's, it's, so like, remarkable. Remarkable. Throw the remains it's like the Joker in the Dark Knight. I, like, I, he, like he, defense, everything has to be perfect for his, this to work. His defense
5: yeah. would be so fantastical. I, I think the filmmakers felt, you know, where they kept their line of responsibility if a murder a murder took place someone murdered no one's denying. Yeah, yeah burnt him yeah. on burnt her on the property uh did they didn't offer a competing theory they just went over his case and what the cops were saying and what he was saying um i'm not a trained detective i always find myself as a sharp guy or something you think of yourself uh but I, i'm not a detective i you have to concede to these ideas i'm watching a netflix documentary I'm getting pissed off. They're good filmmakers. Mm-hmm. They made yeah. a great film. I was jazzed up. Now it's in a dialogue. Now it's got a petition into the six figures to give them a retrial as of this morning. Yep. Um, these I'm okay with the retrial. The filmmakers hit a home run. Yeah. So on their defense, I'm like, wow, this was a really good film. And I, I don't think they were like, that, that's where they probably saved their ethical integrity. We didn't say he didn't do it. We we're just they're Just. We're just great editors. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do rabbit fire
3: cues?
4: Yeah.
0: Ever, this is a new thing.
5: Oh boy!
4: I'm going to ask you a series of questions. You have 30 seconds to come up with your response and say it. 30 seconds or three oh seconds? Oh, oh it's three seconds. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, how are we doing this?
0: Yes. I don't know how we're doing this. Okay,
4: so I I, I picked four questions. Did
0: you like yeah. get laminated cards? I made cards. You look. It looks I like the cards. trivial pursuit like, of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they are slick. The
4: trivial pursuit of crazy.
0: The, yeah, like usually you're going real far on this.
4: Okay, I think you. Will I'm have, actually
0: proud of you. And I scared think you will. The same time.
4: I, I selected four questions. I think you will have interesting answers to. So just four. If you, if you I yes, hope just I don't four. Don't disappoint. If you need, if you need clarification or edification on any particular things, I will be happy to provide them. All right. Okay. Do you have a hidden <laughs> Le- talent?
5: Do I have a hidden talent? Yes.
0: Yeah. Do you want me to get your balls for juggling?
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
5: Uh yeah, yeah, I do. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's hidden. It was
2: 3 seconds. Oh, uh, do I have to expose and it... myself no. in a, a media?
5: <laughs> I confirmed I have hidden talents.
4: <laughs> Name one thing about you people do not know.
5: One thing about me people do not know, um maybe a lot of people that don't know me don't know I'm I'm a terrible cynic. Um I'm a secularist and I'll fight for it. <laughs>
4: of the five recorded mass extinction events which one do you think was most beneficial to you personally
5: dinosaurs immediately we wouldn't be here without it I thank God Uh, and then Adam Justin Weekender Dipship Brown I'm, I'm glad to see him go the way of the dodo.
4: So the Jurassic, the Jurassic Cretaceous period that uh, only left Hands about down. 4% it's, it's, of, the it's one, the, of the life that led to us being.
5: It's absolutely. That's we would good, not. Mammals wouldn't even have a chance unless someone did our heavy That's lifting. Good answer. They carried our water, man. Those comets.
4: Your best. Okay. Here's the next question. Your best friend is taking a nap on the floor of your living room. (laughs) Suddenly, you are faced with a bizarre existential problem. This friend is going to die unless you kick them as hard as you can in the rib cage. If you don't kick them while they're slumbering, they will never wake up. However, you can never explain to your friend. If you later inform them that you did this to save their life, they will also die from that. So you have to kick kick your sleeping friend in the ribs and you cannot tell them why. Since you cannot tell your friend the truth, what excuse will you fabricate for the seemingly inexplicable, inexplicable attack?
5: That all fit on one card. Yes. Spider. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's that. That splits the baby. That's a pragmatic. There was a spider. I, I crushed it on you. The other is, you know, I, I have to only now in hindsight assume that I was under the influence of psychedelics. <laughs> but to, to be interjected, something has offered me the information of his mortality. It's just, it's, it's here. It just is. Yeah, it just is.
4: Yeah, you're in a Star Trek room. Revel- you know, this it's is still a
5: revelation. Thing. It right. wasn't. It became. It didn't happen. It, it had happened. I didn't always know this information for years and knew the day was coming. No. And I was gonna. It was building up to it. So as an immediate revelation. I've been offered insight to his life that he's gonna die. So my brain is obviously already compromised. If I think it's God, I'm hoping it's not the idea of me hallucinating God. I'm hoping that I'm on drugs, good drugs that you paid for. And I've
4: and took it with uh, under your own will.
5: I've taken a hard right. I've departed from sobriety and I want to see fucking dragons in my living room. If kicking my friend is a consequence of that, well, he took the ride with me. I'm kicking him. And I'm not telling them why. I'm just going to say I can't tell you. (laughs) I cannot tell you, man. And I hope you understand this. You should, because an hour earlier we took acid.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you very much for. Do you have other? Do you you
0: you have other cards? cards? Yeah. Will you hit those two? Can I
5: pee? Yeah, I could, pee. <laughs> you I, I could go in a different room, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, you know, right this isn't the weekend or I Please, no. <laughs> no. You guys,
6: you guys chant as I
5: pee in a cup? Lock the door. Look at yeah. Pull it <laughs> out. Get some veteran to drink my pee. <laughs>
0: That's good. Yeah, if you're going to pee, make sure you don't <laughs> sit down, take your pants off and put on your iPhone. Okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> Lee, yeah.
5: don't disappoint. No,
4: okay, so how are we doing this? Am I doing one?
0: Hit them like you would two guests.
4: Two guests. Okay. Uh. Lee and Jimmy, what is your respective favorite and most loathed personal habit?
1: You have three seconds. Biting my fingernails.
4: That's a terrible habit.
1: It's disgusting because I'm a germaphobe too. When I think about it,
2: it's. And Lee's
0: is biting your fingernails.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I pull up my hangnails, (coughs) rip them off. That's the. Sometimes I have to scrape them with a knife. Oh, you're disgusting. How about yanking nose hairs out with the needle nose pliers? How about with your fingers?
4: Uh. Yeah, I can do that.
1: Ugh, what's next? Make your eyes water a little.
0: horrible, people.
4: What is your favorite place on Earth?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm just imagining. I haven't found it yet. (laughs) Ireland, that's it. Jimmy? Jimmy. I thought Lee was
1: going to say something dirty. (laughs) If you had
0: to say something dirty, what would it be? (laughs)
2: I'll let that go.
0: (laughs) Jim, where's your favorite place on earth? Uh,
1: Behind my guitar. Oh. Oh, that's a good
4: one. Wow, that was diplomatic.
1: Do you nice. feel
4: personally involved when watching TV soap operas or other fictional media? It's kind of apropos to tonight.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's like speaking to me in some way. I can always find a, a correlation.
2: No,
4: you wouldn't. <laughs> no, no, okay. why,
2: why is it, why is it that
0: we're, when we're doing a podcast, we get you on here? You're, like you're a man of few words, but 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 when the you know when we're not recording, you can't shut up.
4: It's the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. <clears throat> Is that Just Lee? simply recording Lee changes Lee's behavior.
2: Ten um, percent nerves. Uh, the rest of it is wanting to hear what crazy Ch- Joe crazy hunts. Joe says. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have things to say, but Rich and Joe and Lauren and you are very quick. You know what you're talking about. You're well read on this stuff.
0: It's the first compliment you give me in 15 years.
2: No, that might be two what was the other one I don't know you, you you made reference of it not too long ago that was the nicest thing you said about me ever
4: <laughs> you should start writing those things down
0: and dating them and and and, 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 to and, and, the and say about you and then and then finding some place that does one of those buy a bricks hmm. like for a charity I like least so it's forever cast
4: or we could make the bricks
0: no no so it's just now, too much work
2: now I know a little bit more about this whole subject and now I'm interested, I want to learn more It's a subject I didn't know much about Other than that kid n- <coughs> Desperately needed to be punched and, Through the, through the yeah. radio And uh, his, his tone his, Like, I knew after reading the article I wanted to punch him And then I heard his voice <laughs> <laughs> So You can't just do that
0: <laughs> Jimmy, did you read it? The article? Yeah yeah. Do you have an opinion on it? Or was it just like this, this umbrella it just of fits like, this into is all, what just, he's this been, is just all disappointing.
1: It, it just fits into what they've been doing and what he's been doing. And it's if they really wanted to stop it, they
0: would have stopped it a long time ago. I mean, at the end of the day, is it is it like what I said a couple of weeks ago or maybe even last week where I'm like, we just want you to do better? Why does a newspaper exist? It exists
1: because, the well, what would make a, a newspaper disappear? The people funding it. If a newspaper is making money, it's going to stay subscriptions. It's it's going to stay. So if you're getting enough people to pick up that newspaper to keep advertisers putting their advertisements in there, that's a success. So keeping an article in there like that, that has notoriously been talked about on this podcast in particular for a long time or at least in like the last year. There, it's it's successful. That's a successful article because we're still right. we spent a whole so far hour and forty five minutes on the topic.
4: Hour and thirty two minutes. I <laughs> well, Mark, the, you asked a question earlier about uh the this whole reaction being something to do with the fact that it was better before the Weekender had some sort of other reputation and it wasn't
0: about and it wasn't necessarily like like they did have quote unquote journalistic integrity. <laughs> Like, at least you knew the stories that they wrote were legit. You know what I mean? Like, if they're going to cover a band or a concert or like, and you were there, like, I don't.
4: But you also asked about a a regional thing and and coming into this area (laughs) from from somewhere else.
0: Yeah, Jersey.
4: I don't, I did not expect a free weekly arts and entertainment magazine to be anything but what it seemed to be. And so being someone who doesn't go out on the weekends, I particularly didn't really care because that's not really what I need to find out. I don't go out. Yeah, Um.
5: I I, I agree. I mean, like, I think the Weekender was great for measurable reasons. Uh, First being economic, it was a local company. Um, It had local benefits. It employed local people. The taxes were paid here. Uh, I don't even know what uh, what tax base was lost with Civitasca claim in Oklahoma versus
4: or preferably uh, Nevada because of the
5: so, so there's an immediate impact rate. that's invisible to the content the moment they buy it yeah the content it, it of the paper
4: and that's happening across the country before
1: yeah. before social media was the way it was when I first turned twenty one that's where I would look because there weren't everybody and their brother wasn't shoving their event down my throat on Facebook to see what was going on. Seriously. <laughs> I, to I actually, I, I i went out and voluntarily would look for what's going on. Now I'm just disgusted with it and just really ignore everybody. It was right. Was Unless I want to do something. The I'd Weekender? And-
5: well, uh, you know, there was an old joke from, you know, Bog heads. Uh, the Weekender not making or breaking people for over 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to credit that to Pat Finity. Uh, you know, if you're a local local and you're, you know, you go to the blog, you go to, you're go you part of the art scene in wilkes you're part of the music scene in, in Scranton. When I opened the Weekender, and it's because I'm an asshole, it was because I was in it.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
5: and I think that is, uh, you know, th- th- what you could state for most local people. Or who was the model of the week.
1: The, the only the copies week, I have right now are the ones
5: that I'm in, under yeah, my bed. They're they're coffee reads, but uh, underneath all of that. Or Lee <laughs> Before Facebook, the Weekender Next was to the wow, Facebook. It was to see who was playing. That was the tinks, purpose. That was, was my was original the, purpose yeah. of it. Back all down in it. the Metro. And then
1: I stopped picking it up unless I was yeah. in it because I would just look on Facebook or MySpace at one MySpace. point. And
5: bands, uh, you know, not to.
1: And it uh, became digital. But, so you
5: just go online and look at it. You know this. Of, You've been a part of it. You've done it. I've done it for them. <laughs> you gave a band a free video that, you know, was upwards to, to the premium of $3,000. Yes. With local DSL, what production costs. They got three songs in three minutes or you did venues here. Um, that's a wonderful service that the weekender did. Um, that was noble. I mean, guys that didn't have the resources for media that had talent, uh, I don't understand the music industry and the the aspect the aspects. Where do you break out a regional to a national venue? I don't understand it, but I know that 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 really helped. Um, and, and where they were playing, and and but Facebook has pretty much, uh, Jimmy said it have t- has taken over the event of that. Um, but that I don't was even the want asset. To look at that anymore. That was the asset, in my opinion. Bring back the
4: Weekly World News.
0: How about we bring back the last word?
4: That's right.
3: You want to do the last word? Sure. Well, it, it actually just continues right where we were talking about. Let's so go. About Bat keep. Boy?
4: <laughs> Bat Boy? And his adventures, his perilous oh, adventures uh, yeah, of being... absolutely Bat Boy. I yeah? wish.
3: Yeah. Actually, I have like... um. One of those like best of anthologies uh, of Weekly Bad World Boy? News what with the
0: hell has Bat, with you?
3: Bat Boy right on the cover. That was
0: the black and white. F- oh, it's where and the it's, men in
3: black get it's really. It's where, oh. it's where Nessie
4: would have the opportunity to speak out against the farmers Nessie, around Rock Ness. Yeah.
0: Elvis. Nessie's pissed at the farmers. Elvis lives. Okay, that's what the weekly it was like the Inquirer, but like yeah, even, was, you look at even, but
4: absolutely But even absurd, people who read the
0: Inquirer were like, that's ridiculous. I actually I
4: have a, No, they, they, they had competing interests. I used to collect those when I was twelve <laughs> yeah. years old. I have a box full of weekly world news reports before they closed. And you I have, frame think I have those. all the way up to the last the last issue.
0: You should frame those.
4: I think I'll just keep them in that nice box. I also uh put sun and moon uh, wrapping paper around the box to oh. protect it.
0: Oh good. Yeah. Because that'll help. It does. Jesus oh,
5: Christ! Did you just go? Oh dear God! I, I love that the Men in Black that little sequence where that's where they find out what's really going on. Yeah, Listen, they open up the Weekly World News, <laughs> yeah, or the Inquirer, and that was like what was really happening
0: <laughs> in plain sight. Yeah. Like it was it's just a right.
5: publication for Insider spooks, that uh <laughs> G-men that knew how things operated. Was the Weekly World News? Yeah.
3: All right. What's the last word? Well, what I, I wanted to say, and this is this is completely from you know my perspective, and you know usually the last word we're we're talking about you know somebody else's perspective, but um, a lot of people, uh, I, I'm assuming, will probably hear this or you know see the post or whatever and go, oh, look, he's you know it, taking them, hitting them while they're down, you know taking the cheap shots, you know that kind of thing. That's that's the whole purpose of this, and it, it's really what you said before. It's it's that you want it to be better you know and and as a as a publication that for years, I cared a lot about and and put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into. Uh, one of the really frustrating things about my experience there was I felt like at that point the audience, uh, before I would even come in, and I was warned of this when, when uh, I came in, that the audience had kind of moved on. They they had found you know uh, things online or they paid attention more to Facebook events than you know our event pages that, that you know we'd spend forever compiling and things like that. And it, it would, I felt like I, for a long time I was kind of spinning my wheel. I mean, we, we even did a cover story uh, when I was there about a local military veteran who had uh, come back and wrote music and... Um, and uh, was performing at uh, the May Day Festival, which is in, in Wilkes-Barre. Uh, they, they, didn't, they didn't hold it last year, but it, it was an annual event for many years that uh, the, 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 the proceeds would go to uh, you know military veterans and things like that. And this was kind of an interesting story because it was a military veteran who became a musician. So it kind of covered both of the things that we wanted to talk about, about this particular thing. And we would put out stuff like that, that I felt like you know uh, was a good legitimate story that people should share and talk about and things like that, a positive thing that makes the community look good. And there was no response. And that was kind of a lot of times uh, what I was, you know, no matter what we did, no matter how much work or uh, how much uh, positivity we try to push, like all these great things going on in the area, all these great people... People want to talk about the thing like the Justin Adam Brown incident. They want somebody to lynch. That's what they want to talk about. They don't really care about these really great, positive stories. And that was really frustrating for me for a long time. And so I thought when I left uh, or was more or less pushed out, um, I, I, I said, with NEPA scene, I'm going to try it one last time. I'm going to try the whole positivity angle and see if that... It, maybe legitimately people are too cynical anymore. Maybe people just don't give a shit. You know? like, I, I, I don't know. And I found that wasn't the case, that there are a lot of people out there who are positive, who do care, who do want these stories. But I think they want them in a more creative way interesting engaging way that comes to them uh, you, you know there, there's kind of this arrogance in media that you have to come to us for the information you know and that has gone away with social media now it's everybody wants it fed to them and yeah that's a little lazy on the part of the the, the person who's getting that information but I I feel like uh, there there are ways to engage them or get them interested um, that stretch your creative limits, and it's just it's it's another barrier that you have to get over. And I'm sure you would see that as a as a filmmaker or as a musician or anything else. You have to. Or as a shitter. <laughs> as a shitter, how am I going to get people to walk in on me taking a shit now? Uh, don't lock the door. <laughs> don't lock the door.
2: It's called knocking when the door is shut. <laughs>
3: Two wrongs were made in that moment.
0: (laughs) I didn't knock. You didn't lock the door
3: my so so i've kind of my 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 philosophy now is is a lot different than it was a couple of years ago where i i i think you want to continue to take that a step further what how else can you kind of uh screw with with what people think is going to happen you know and one of the things that uh these things things like the the this show has done is uh and i've heard this from a lot of my friends and colleagues who are still involved in local media around here They don't know what to do with something like this because this this is... a show? Well, something like this is very unusual because when you think about it, uh, these kinds of conversations about media and what we should or shouldn't be doing in our direction, they're all behind closed doors. This is all stuff that, that media, whether it's around here or nationally, don't talk about in an honest and open way, they don't sit down and have these kinds of discussions. And if they do, they're very, very controlled. You know, it's in a controlled Q and A interview format, sort of thing, and usually very in a very disingenuous way. They're not going to sit down and have an entire hour and a half discussion about what we could or couldn't do better, admit our own faults, or you know, point at other things, or or say this is the direction we should be should or shouldn't be going because oh, you're you're telling the competition what you're doing. You know, you're encouraging them to get better. I, my, my philosophy is I want them to get better. And I want to team up with as many of those people as possible. Certainly not... The Weekender or Times Leader organization because they suck, but under their current ownership, under their current ownership, but <laughs> plenty of other people. Uh, you know, we we've partnered with WVIA on on the, the in the office thing that we did. Uh, you know, people like uh, Electric City. I would work with them anytime. You know, we we had uh, Tom Graham on the show and we talked about music. We didn't talk about uh, our publications or anything like that. But I would work with them if they asked me to because that's something that the other guys wouldn't. Do you know, and that's that's kind of my perspective is if they don't want to do it, why don't they want to do it? And maybe we should be doing it because they don't want to do it. Can I just you know? quickly
4: remediate one of those former statements and say that your current mission statement is not in line with the other publications, so therefore it doesn't really make sense to be working with them.
3: That's true, and that's my my uh, <laughs> my perspective is to continue to be positive and to continue to, to look at the the community in a positive light, and that's just one of many things. I th- I think there, uh, I I want to cover the stories that. Aren't talked about all the time, and then I see the other publications pick them up after we've done them, and it's kind of flattering, and at the same time, it's kind of like you're you're just ripping me off. You're you're letting me give you your story tips. You know, like I can see some of these people just clicking on the site every day and going, "Okay, well that's what I'm going to write about this week." because we already did it, you know, we already, we already, you know, and they figure, well, nobody's reading this guy. We're the big guy. They're the small guy. But you know, that's, that's continuing to change. I don't think that's going to last forever. And I think that kind of arrogance is going to outdo a lot of people. Uh, and and that's, that's their prerogative, you know?
0: Can I can, <laughs> I, can, yeah, please. The whole time you were talking, I really wasn't listening. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you this question yeah um since you left mm-hmm. has the road gotten rougher but the view gotten better
3: yeah um i mean'd
0: be a good analogy
3: yeah i i mean certainly it's it's uh Anybody who sacrifices a steady paycheck, I think, proves that they care about something, that they want to do it and they believe in it or something like that. And so that was kind of, you know, it wasn't just, you know, me doing it out of the fact that I wanted to do it, but also to kind of prove to people like legitimately. I really want to help people. I really want to make this a thing. I really want the area to grow. I want local artists to get the recognition they deserve, things like that. So there's no better way to prove that than by literally not taking a paycheck for it, you know? So now we're getting to the point where we are starting to get advertisers and things like that. So those kind, you know, those kinds of questions we were talking about earlier, are going to come into play. What's ethical, what's not ethical? I mean, I'm at the point where, you know, like we publish uh press releases all the time from local concert venues, things like that, or whatever. But we blatantly label it as a press release. One thing that really bothers me in a lot of media around here is they will publish a press release <laughs> with a byline on it. And that really gets to me because you didn't write that. So you don't get to oh, put really? your by, you don't get to put your byline oh, on it. Oh, wow. It happens
5: all the time. Are You kidding
3: me? <laughs> Happens all the time, and that. So we always label it. uh, I always take the byline off of it specifically and put that. uh, You know, even if I edit it, even if I change it from what it originally, you know, uh, said to fit our style, because we, we, you know, a lot of a lot of our stuff is AP style and things like that. We put from a press release right on the top of it to let people know we legitimately didn't write this, but we, we, you know, it's we just want to get the information out there. Like if it's a concert announcement, what could I write about it that was going to be anything other than Look, they're coming here, and here's their bio. You know, like, what? Why would I spend hours and hours rewording that? You know, to to create a new article. I mean, I'm just going to publish the release as it is, but I'm not going to take credit for it either. You know, and that's something that I see happen all the time around here, uh, or you know, people don't understand what plagiarism is. Uh, that that's another big problem where I see. Mm. Uh, people taking entire sections out of a press release or out of a Wikipedia article or things like that, and just inserting that in the rest of their story, and they think that's okay, and nobody that's, catches. And that's that. just not even. That's not. That, that's nationwide. Right. I mean, I've I've been ripped off by an editor around here uh, who blatantly took pieces of my story and reworded it and created a new story out
5: of that, and th- and they, and legitimately they think that's okay. I've been witness to and watched it execute it. Uh, Political stories uh, written, handed uh, to a publication. uh, From the campaign? uh, Well, uh, or opposing campaigns for sure. uh, And just seeing it printed with a a writer's name on it. Uh, It's just, it's remarkable. It's wild. Wow. But. There's a blowback effect to that. That means the the guy that could fight and get involved that way might have a voice that didn't have to be hired by a paper. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> when you think about that, if you did that in school, that could get you expelled.
5: Yeah, but the things that did get me expelled from multiple schools uh, <laughs> made me a wonderful businessman. Oh, <laughs> Funny
4: that. thing about that, you've got to not let your education get in the way of your... Uh,
5: it was in the way of my drinking initially, oh. uh, not, my, not my business ventures. Um, but those attributes, I couldn't change. Uh, the things I was being asked to as a child change uh, are, were part of my makeup. I couldn't change them. I could steer them uh, so they weren't as you know dangerous or criminal uh, for, for that matter. It made it, made it more entrepreneurial, okay. made it more creative. Um, those, I have the same attributes that got me thrown out of school. Um, that have let me excel and have integritable work once they were turned like
3: well, Joe, I've always enjoyed uh, just the way that you market your own, you know, JVW. You know, I, I, I think uh, you're just kind of you just kind of put yourself out there, and you know, this is my sense of humor. This is who I am, and you just and and that comes through in everything that you do, and that's kind of what what I want to do. You know, that's the same kind of stuff that I, I like. I feel like there's a lot of publications who put themselves on this pedestal that you know, well, we're you know we're the legitimate news source, and we you know, and they do all this kind of shady stuff. They do all this kind of stuff that kind of walks over, crosses that journalistic line, but they want to say that you know they, they want the respect, but they don't want to work for it. And uh, or they want to they want to cross this line, but the other guy can't cross that line because as soon as he does, we're going to hang him for it. You know, we're going to we're going to make sure that everybody knows that they did this. And so you're going to see, you know, a lot of people are taking advantage of the current situation and, you know, hanging these guys out to dry. And rightfully so. They should be hung out to dry. But at the same time, there's (laughs) plenty of other sources. Uh, you know, there's there's plenty of other people that, uh, you know, could point out other things, you know, flaws in the system. I don't profess to be perfect and I don't profess to be, oh, I'm I'm this uh, amazing, prolific journalist who, who never, you know, makes a mistake. I make mistakes all the time. I'm going to continue to make mistakes. But I think it's important to own that and to let that be a part of who we are. You know, I, I, I think that's important to any PA scene in general that just that we're here. Here it is, flaws and all.
5: Yeah, if I was smarter, I wouldn't have learned from my mistakes. But that's that's how I learn. I mean, I, sure. I it's the only reason I was too stupid to give up. Um, any normal person would have chosen my bizarre life.
4: Success is a funny thing. It's like being pregnant. Everybody congratulates you for having the baby, but never says anything about how many times you have to get screwed in order to get that way. Y-
0: you do, and then <laughs> have you ever cursed on this show? I, don't I
4: don't remember. did earlier. I said shit. Okay. Referring to fertilizer.
5: I grew up lower Scranton, Irish class, kind of Catholic. So success is, uh, it, it's, there's something always uncomfortable about it. G- growing up with the, you know, the you guilt. half inferiority about everything and then wanting everything that's opposite of what made you inferior. And then when it shows up, you don't believe it. You just can't be happening. It's going to go away. Um, <laughs> I better continue to feel inferior. It's my drive. Very you. crude psychology, but it makes sense. Yeah, it's nothing I planned, or, or anyone does. What all those little workings it was in your the propaganda. brain? Yeah, it's whispers, <laughs> shadows.
0: <laughs> Have you been dreaming about pooing again for a while? I just see, you look, I just see you like, looking up at the sky, just imagining, it like, I hope heaven has a toilet with a door <laughs> that locks. Hey, Can you imagine that's your hell?
4: I think your hell
0: is you in the bathroom with me just opening and closing the door. The moral
4: of this no, story. Your hell. <laughs> it's both our hell. <laughs> the moral of this story is, um, as knock. an audience member, knock. think, <laughs> think always about,
0: knock. always knock, <laughs>
4: always knock,
0: and always lock the door. <laughs> just, Hey, two mistakes I, were made. Can
5: I thank you for having me on?
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, mean, yeah,
5: absolutely. Go. When he said the pod, <laughs> I was never on a podcast. This is my first podcast that did I've fun? ever been on. Right. I did. It's it, it's legit, man. It's totally legit. It's the studio too. The setting. People aren't sharing the, this this room with us. Did you
0: used to? Did you ever come over to my house when I lived on in Southside?
5: I did all did the you time. Walk, remember shaved you shaved my head there? Remember, remember the yeah, haircut remember? I got? Oh, that's right. You had to shave my head and you you taped it do you Um,
0: remember Uh, that tape's probably somewhere
5: still that's 2001 no it's not that was right after 9-11 was it it had to be i was so i just got sober (laughs) what
2: when you were sleeping in pizza
5: boxes (laughs) yeah but were you the one you're up from tom and jerry's
0: yeah
2: but remember i
0: painted the living room and you walked in and what did you say
5: oh i can't remember i wasn't operating on all cylinders then it was
0: it was it was chianti it was gloss chianti oh chianti
5: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Straw like with the straw basket bottom. Like those <laughs> Keontes. <laughs> dog.
0: Um But I this think, is great. I think you walked in I and you so, said, uh Oh oh you painted my nightmares.
5: Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah that was that was intense. That that apartment was full scale depression. <laughs> and it's not because it was south side, which you was know, me. I'm true blue yeah <laughs> It, it was the colors, it was the mass amounts of DVDs that just you knew were consumed, like like chips sprayed all over, like every 5 to $1 to $10 movie that could be consumed it was there. It's um, depressing. Yeah, it was.
4: You're making me sad, Mark.
2: I,
0: li- I lived an interesting
2: life. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, now. Were you digging but pot no- out of the carpet, like trying to pick? pot yeah like out of the carpet where you like maybe
5: oh, once i took mark to his first bar
4: Oh, rockies
5: no, no he put it, a suit it? on that's
4: a, oh. no,
5: a gray wait, suit that never happened and you fell off of a porch that night into a bush ripped the suit that was up in mulberry yeah i know i did a backflip That was a big night <laughs> <laughs> rockies he thinks he did a backflip back the dance floor
0: <laughs> <laughs> no joe goes to me he goes what what are you it's a three-piece suit. What are you doing?
5: Uh, it was he looked great. <laughs> and for one shining moment, he, one shining moment. But uh, it was you strange. He dressed
4: properly since. He
5: <laughs> danced, you know, he had a real slick look like uh, that that 2000 like shiny shirt kind of feel look <laughs> and uh gets out of the out of Rockies um and walks into a like a, a, a u house 5'10" of uh, a five-ton blue Dodge Ram yep. with its custom bumper. The suit just... There wasn't a marriage there. <laughs> Slick guy in a suit gets into a monster truck and drives <laughs> up Wall Bear Street.
3: So here we are, flaws and all. Really, the, the I, I think the uh, central message is uh, don't be a dick. Don't be an asshole.
0: Yes. It's always, it's always what I go back
4: That's to. That's like all the commandments put into one sentence.
3: Don't be an asshole. Don't
4: be an asshole.
0: Yeah. Don't be an asshole. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. you want to come back on fl- again sometime? I, I'm flattered. This is fun.
6: <laughs> Valentine's yeah, Day?
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, real quick before we end. Do you guys want to get our significant others on for the Valentine's Day podcast? Oh, that's a good one. Know. That's a good idea. And they can just, you know, rag on us? Yeah, Maybe. absolutely. Okay, because I know yours and mine
5: well.
3: Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> there, there will be no hesitation.
5: Yeah, right? I'm going to be out of
3: town. <laughs> Jimmy.
0: You you really finished all that, didn't you? No, so I
6: couldn't. What? Too, too, much malt. too much. Jimmy's malt.
0: still at a U party. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you guys.
6: Thank you. <laughs>